Ah, okay. Starting strong. Yep. Uh, the truth is the media is controlled by the Zionists. 
uh, the so-called gas chambers with de-licensing servers. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> he, you know, the husband must have maybe sat back from his computer and thought, I've been Dom Anderson, you've been listening to Jipper Fish. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> the husband probably sat down at his computer and thought, I think I can get away with this one. And it looks to see his wife typing furiously about the Zionist pigs and they're, they're all going to burn in hell. And thought, ah, fuck. <laughs> Straight off the deep end. I'm waiting on the bigger, like, the, 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 the funny stuff. That one, just seeing that escalated, like, so yeah. quickly. <laughs> fuck. I mean, how do you even start with that? There's... What... I'm broken now. <laughs> no, don't worry, Dom. The showbreaker will break the show. Oh, fuck. I've got it coming up later on. But You've, uh, you've been teasing this, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I had to condense notes for this one. Oh, fuck. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be happy, but it might just be funny. <laughs> and that's what we're looking for here at the Showbreaker Podcast. Not quite funny. happy, but kind of funny yeah. in all the wrong ways. Uh, so speaking of which... Segway, I guess. Yeah. Segway? Seg- yeah. Seg- we're we're going to call that Segway. Let's segue away from Nazis in costumes. Yeah. Um, speaking... <laughs> oh, no, wait, actually, I got a better segue. Speaking of nostalgia... <laughs> I, doubt the, I doubt the Jewish community nowadays are just going to... Remember those de-lousing chambers <laughs> that Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Jaime died in? Yeah, we miss those. <laughs> but uh, speaking of misplaced nostalgia... Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Speaking of misplaced nostalgia, yeah, the uh, the console re-releases, the remasters that we talked about previously with the yeah. SNES, the NES, and then I think during one episode we talked about the PlayStation. Yeah, they, they released the the games list for the PlayStation. Yeah, it just came one. out today. Um, a lot of people are saying this is fucking great. All these games on a mini PlayStation One. A lot of people are saying this is fucking stupid. Where's this game? Where's this game? You gotta understand that Sony need to pick the big hitters. They need to pick, you know, a lot of good games and a lot of kind of nostalgic games that people are saying, "Oh, I like that game. Let's bring that back." You're bringing out a broad cross section of your back catalog. Yeah, and I've got the list here. Um, here we go. <laughs> Watch how many times this takes me to read this entire list. Battle, <laughs> Battle Arena, Tonshiden, uh, Cool Borders Two, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy Seven, Grand Theft Auto, oh, Intelligent Cube. Uh, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman. Ray- <laughs> uh, this is without alcohol, by the way. <laughs> I know. This is, this is disturbing. Would it be better or worse without alcohol? Who knows? Actually, I know. I'd be better. Uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Oh, fucking God, no. Why? Why? Why the Director's <laughs> Cut of all fucking games? I was actually going to ask you about this. I guess we've got something to get into here. Yeah. Uh, Revelations Persona, Ridge Racer Ooh. Type 4, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Well, I think that's a pretty good yeah. list. I mean, there's a lot of games on there that I would definitely play the hell out of. Tekken 3, uh, Wild Arms, um, Battlerina Toshinden, just to know how good I have it with modern fighting games. Yeah. Uh, Revelations Persona, that is the very first Persona game. You know the Persona games. I've heard of them, I'm aware of them. They're big influences on anime. Yeah, you've probably, if you've watched any sort of big YouTube channel that's that's centered on video games, you've seen someone play Persona 5 in the past year. Yeah. But the original one is Revelations Persona, and you cannot buy that, even on the PSP re release nowadays. It is fucking gold dust. 
So I can imagine in a sort of similar mini NES type way that many PlayStation ones are just going to fucking disappear. So they're going to capitalize on that and yeah, probably. push a lot of copies, which means it'll be all over Twitch. Yeah, pretty much. Although I can't see Final Fantasy VII being a big selling point because you can buy that for £8 on anything. And the they're still working on another remaster. Yeah, they, they, even, they even came out and admitted that they put that announcement out too early. Yeah, They, they were about three years the, away from a demo. The, the first one, they said the first part will be out in... 2019 and then the next one will be 2020 and the next one will be 20 i'm ballparking yeah. the figures but it was split into three each part coming a year after the other and uh yeah i was not exp- not surprised when they said it's not there yet yeah for the hundredth time yeah for some strange reason square enix they churn out probably some of the best looking and best playing jrpgs and like action jrpgs of all time yet they take so long to make a game because kingdom hearts 3 We've been waiting on that game since we were in fucking high... Well, I've been waiting on that game since I was in fucking high school. Yeah, who's we? Yeah. <laughs> I've been... I, I kind of thought you... No, you played it, but you just thought, no, this is... I played a bit too of much it. talking. And I thought, hey, okay, I can get this. You know, it's, it's, it's JRPG, which wasn't really my style at the time. Yeah. Probably still isn't now. But then somebody tried to explain the lore to me. Yeah, disregard the lore and enjoy the action RPG gameplay. Okay. The combat system's pretty cool, but yeah. So yeah, the... Uh, Highlights in the list, Final Fantasy VII, I think GTA Original yeah, should GTA, be interesting. It'll be fun to play that game again. Um, Rayman, I actually love Rayman. Yeah, I got the one for the Wii U, and the music theme levels are fucking outstanding. The, can, whole, the whole remaster, yeah. actually, I talked to my brother because he's the Rayman expert. Yeah. And he said that they've actually, there was a remake, uh, like kind of like a remaster, kind of a remake of the original game. It's really good, yeah. and it's it holds up in the... The series has always been really good for me. Yeah, 3D, once it went 3D, it went a bit haywire. It went a bit weird. But it never really... I mean, at the time of Ray, the time Rayman came out, it was having to deal with Sonic and Mario, yeah. the two heavy hitters of platform games. You kind of become the red-headed stepchild there. Yeah. And it's a shame, because it was good. And then Sonic kind of dropped off, then Rayman could have stepped up, but just kind of faded into obscurity. Well, not obscurity, but faded into sort yeah. of below-par games. But the... Um, I'll, I kind of want to see Rainbow Six. Yeah. I think it'll be very fun to see that. PlayStation 1 Rainbow Six will be fun <sighs> to go back bad. and play. Metal Gear Solid should be very, very popular though. Yeah, that'll be, I can see that being quite a big... That's the one ever I've seen. Everyone I can see has been like, oh my God, it's coming back. Yeah. Uh, you have thoughts on Resident Evil Director's Cut? Yeah, it's not the best version of the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, if you're going to go PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64 era Resident Evil, just go for the original. Because the soundtrack's better, the the gameplay is exactly the same. There's not much change to the story. In fact, if anything, there's very, very little change to the story, except maybe a couple of items are being added in place and you get a couple of extra cutscenes in the director's cut. But the soundtrack was made by a deaf man who never heard a single one of his own songs because he only put his name on those songs. He had They were written by someone else. Okay. All the songs are fucking terrible. I, if you want to hear an example of his worst pieces of work, go on YouTube and type in Resident Evil Director's Cut Basement Theme. It sounds like a man playing the trumpet with his arse. <laughs> <laughs> like a he's ringing endorsement. <laughs> he's farting and just hitting those buttons. It's fucking horrible. Of course, I will be getting it because I have every other version of Resident Evil and I can't get the Director's Cut. Really? Yeah, you... can't, get the, can't get the Director's Cut. Hmm, I have one. Resident Evil... One on the PlayStation 1, I have Resident Evil Remake on the GameCube, I have it on the Wii, I've got it on the PlayStation 4, PC, 
The only one I can't get is Resident Evil Director's Cut because hmm. it's dicks. <laughs> it's not a good game, <laughs> but I think to complete my collection, I need to get. I, I have get the, uh, cut. the one thing for me that's bugging me about this is if you look at what they've what they've got here. Somebody's complaining. Where's Tony Hawk? Where's uh like the SSX? Where's like all these big things that have gone and become massive household names? Tony Hawk, I can I'll sympathize I'll sympathize with him. Like yeah, Tony Hawk should have really got a place in there. But SSX for my for my money didn't really get popular until PS2. I'm just gonna go treat you. I took a screenshot of Twitter. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Uh yeah, where's Gran Turismo? Where's Tomb Raider? Where's Tony Hawk? Where's Silent Hill? Where's Colin McRae? Where's uh, WWE SmackDown? You gotta understand, you just named the biggest licensed products yeah. on the planet. Like, Colin McRae's Rally, I'd actually kill for another one of those. Been playing yeah. a bit of Forza lately, and oh, I miss that, like, rally driving. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill has become a massive cash cow production. Yeah, Tony Silent Hawk. Hill is also in, also in this weird kind of ownership limbo because that was, it was a Konami, pro, a Konami title that got dropped picked up so many times again and just dropped. I don't think Konami even wanted to do anything with Silent Hill because of who had it last. Yeah. It was Kojima's project and he left. So There's I think they're going to leave that. Gran Turismo and Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is being reworked from the ground up Yeah, in a new series of games. And is essentially an Xbox One exclusive now. I thought it was just a delayed, uh, delayed exclusive. exclusive yeah, yeah, but you get more content on the Xbox, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like an WWE Smackdown. Yeah. Do you really want to try and work out a legal contract with WWE yeah. these days? And again, it didn't even get popular. Fair enough, it might have been popular on the PS1, but if you ask for any ask any wrestling game fan what their favourite game was, they'll be like, oh, the, the SmackDown game on the PS2, because that game's when you could start making your own characters and you could make weird clown people and fight the rock. It's, yeah. it's dumb fun. I um, the, the, you know, the grand idiot prize, though, goes to the morons asking, where is Crash... And where is Spyro? You know where they are, kids? <laughs> They're in the reason for. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the remastered games you guys got six months ago. Crash was remastered about six months yeah. ago. Spyro was remastered in the last like six weeks. Yeah, I think it's coming out soon. Or if not out already. It's just out. Ah yeah. I think it might be end of the week or like, out already. Kids, you got your toys. Yeah. <laughs> Go and then play you with got them. better toys. Go play with the better toys. That's basically saying, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the, buy a new car. Then when you get the new car, just go. Oh, but they they polished my old car. I want that one back. Can I have the old one? No. But you got even, the new one. They're not even polishing it. Yeah, they're just going. Here's the old one. Here's the, here's the old one. We think the resolution might work on a 4K TV these yeah. days. Yeah. Or you can have this like completely reskin master like reskin thing. I've played a bit of Crash at my brother's house. Yeah. Great. Yeah, they've great actually fixed game. the movement system. Yeah. Which is great because it's, you know, 3D platformer. Yeah. Movement is king there. Yeah, movement is key. And the, you know, the spiral footage that I saw from the trailers left me kind of like in awe. Yeah. Genuinely really kind of gobstruck with, wow, you uh, you really made it look pretty. Like it was not pretty, but it was pretty enough before for a yeah. PlayStation 1 or 2 game. This looks gorgeous. Yeah. Just to play, uh, what was the third one called? Wrath of the Dragon. Wrath of the Dragon. Yeah, just to play that game again, I'm going to buy it because I fucking loved Wrath of the Dragon. Because I remember getting the PlayStation 1 quite late into the production. Mm -hmm. I think I got it when it was the PS1 Slim. Oh, right, yeah. And as was 
as was vogue at the time you got your playstation one chipped so that you didn't have to buy games oh yeah <laughs> you could go to the uh, you could go to certain uh, markets near edinburgh and pay 20 pound and get four very very illegal copies of games <laughs> i think the statute of limitations is up on playstation yeah, one I, games. I pirated a few <laughs> places i think we all did i think yeah. i think everybody knows that person who's got an uncle that can just do it for yeah. them for 50 quid or whatever and i think everyone in our high school in our primary school had bought a uh, pirate copy of dragon ball final bout for the playstation one that horrible horrible fighting game just because i, I didn't do that one i did <laughs> it was great when i was a kid because it was the only fighting game that i had but when you compare it to dragon ball xenoverse and dragon ball fighters doesn't even come close. <laughs> well, the, the, for that, you know, you're that's the building block that becomes. Yeah, that was the building block yeah. that they had to stamp into the fucking ground so no one could see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the question is with that generation, does it compare to the you know Budokai Tenkaichi three? Yeah. No, this is still the best uh, Dragon Ball fighting game. Fighters is good, but for my money, uh, Budokai Tenkaichi two still the best Dragon Ball two is the better one because three came out like here we go and here uh, 250 characters and all of them are just reskins of other characters yay Yay. and two is when they kind of really tightened up yeah i remember going about nine matches to nine nine wins to two losses against a a streaming buddy of ours using goten and he was i was using i was using goten he was using all the high-powered characters He he was using broly he was using super saiyan 4 gogeta it doesn't exist. Uh, he was using um, Janemba, all the other high-powered characters, and I'm using a lower-powered go- uh, Super Saiyan Goten, and I'm just wailing the show. It was great. You get the better moves in those games, you win. It doesn't yeah. matter about your power level. And if you're tiny, because Goten was a tiny character. He was about five pixels high. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just fly to the left, you're avoiding most of the beam moves that were getting flung at you. Yeah. I might try, because my PlayStation 2 still works. I might try and track down a copy of Tenkaichi 2. This is gonna, I get the feeling this is going to be expensive. Yeah, probably. I get the feeling you're not ready for the cost of what a, yeah. a disc is going to be now. It's just, oh, going to, oh, right, that's one thing I want to fucking say. Talking about nostalgia, nostalgia is not a fucking excuse for you to hike up prices to ridiculous degrees. <laughs> I seen for the Sega Saturn, which is one of my favorite consoles of all time, the Street Fighter 2 collection, yeah. which is all the Street Fighter 2 games out at that time on one Sega Saturn disc. And I think at the time there was only four versions of Street Fighter 2. It was a big thing for the time. I remember my brother bought it when it first came out and he paid about 30 quid for it. If he wanted to buy it nowadays, he would have to rake or he'd have to uh, root around for another 230 quid. Shit. CEX and Livingston were selling it for 260 fucking quid. CEX and Livingston? CEX and Livingston. Now, see, if you turn and said, I saw on eBay for 260 quid, I'd be like, eBay scammers, what are you going to do? But no. I actually seen. I actually asked, "Can I see the copy?" And it was in terrible condition. The box itself was held together by tape. Shit. <laughs> the disc was clean, not immaculate. There was a couple of scratches, not proper. Right. Do you still the, think playable? Yeah, it's still playable, but it's two hundred and sixty quid. And I, felt, I, I did ask him. I said, "Why is this so expensive?" And he went, "Oh, that's just the price we got told to put on it." And I went, "That's four cop- That's four Street Fighter Two games." If you go over at the PlayStation 4 section, the Switch section, or the Xbox One section, you can buy the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection and get every single Street Fighter game you can think of for 25 quid. How the fuck can you justify that? And the guy just went, that's what corporate says we've got to do. Somebody will pay that. Somebody fucking will, and I will find them and punch them in the <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Somebody's walking out of a Livingston CEX saying, you guys, I got a bargain. I got it. 
I can't believe it was this cheap. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I only spent 260 quid in a fucking Sega Saturn game. <laughs> it's disappointing. Infuriating uh, is what it is. Y- you mentioned Broly, and we, we had a realisation before the mics went on. Yeah. We don't think we've talked about this upcoming Dragon Ball Broly movie. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I know the one part that you want to talk about, I know we haven't talked about. Yeah. And it's to do with the, the whole Broly origin story, which if we don't know about that, Why? Yeah, if you're listening to this, why don't you know who Broly is? And why don't you know why he hates Goku? <laughs> it's Kakarot. Kak- First of all, Kakarot, motherfucker, yeah. it's Kakarot. Of all the people, you should know it's Kakarot. Yeah. But the uh, the the whole origin story behind it is based on the idea that Broly was the most powerful Saiyan born in generations. And that he represented a threat to Frieza. So in a weird kind of political move, King Vegeta, not to be confused with the his son, Vegeta, or, or the, the planet, planet. Vegeta, uh, decided to get rid of the baby via stabbing. So he decided to... Uh, Someone fetch me a knife so I can <laughs> kill this baby. <laughs> Someone bring me a knife. <laughs> Still, I, we'll talk about Team Four Star in a minute because we keep forgetting that conversation yeah, as well. I just, I, I just want to bring in Ghost Nap at some point, just like, sir, you got to kill this baby now. You need to meet Frieza 3. You can't delay the killing of the baby anymore. Uh, but the, the entire idea is that it's... You know, it's Vegeta sacrifice King Vegeta sacrifices this one baby in order to save the planet. Yeah. Kinda seems like that's not going to happen now in this new movie because it's. I'm uh, glad they're reworked. fleshing it out though. Hmm? I'm glad that they're fleshing it out that they're giving Broly a reason. It's not just going to be the reason that Goku cried. Yeah. Incessantly <laughs> next, and they were born at roughly the same time. Yeah. That doesn't even hold up. Like the the original excuse is literally. Goku was right next to Broly and cried a lot. Yeah. As a baby. And that's why Broly hates him. If you want to watch a, an expert uh, take down of this theory, watch Team Four Star's Broly movie. Yeah. Where they say, would it not be better for him to hate the King Vegeta or the Sun Vegeta? Yeah. You know, the people responsible for stabbing him and murdering his family and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Nope, he hates the crying baby. He hates the crying baby because he kept him up. I don't fuck it. It, a baby it, whose name he would not know. Exactly. I, I mean, if you watch the movie, it doesn't even look like he's bothered that much by Go- uh, Kakarot. He's just sitting there. Kakarot is crying, like you know, showing that he's got some power in them lungs at a young age. Yeah. Uh, and Broly doesn't even look bothered by it. Occasionally, you hear the me as he's tossing and he has a couple of sniffles. But that's it. There's no he, reason he, for he him. Does, to hate Goku. He does baby stuff. Yeah. There's no reason to him for hate. Uh, no reason for him hating. Young baby Kakarot. I, I, I never understood that. That's fucking dumb. I got my fingers crossed that this... I mean, the, the Dragon Ball Z movies, or the Dragon Ball, I guess, they're technically might be super movies. They're I think the, this one's the first Dragon Ball super movie. Right. But you could technically consider it a continuation of the Battle of God series. Yeah. Because so, it's still kind of following off that timeline. So this is the idea that, you know, there was another... There's a new story behind Broly. Yeah. And it's a lot less dumb. Yeah, it and makes... If it's, I've heard a couple of theories, mainly from uh, the guys at Team Four Star, Kaiser Neko and Lani Pator. Their theory is that uh, King Vegeta, in a kind of moment of, would you say hubris? Uh, uh, hubris uh, is extreme pride. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely hubris. Yeah, in a moment of hubris, he realizes he's because you see the in the trailer he's going up to a uh, baby Vegeta and going, "My pride and joy, you're going to be the strongest saying in generations." He sees that Broly's got ridiculously high power level, so he sends him off planet without Paragus knowing. Okay. Doesn't try and kill him, he just sends him off planet, at which point Paragus goes fucking mental 
uh, flies out and basically exiles himself and trains Broly off planet. So I think in this one, it's going to make more sense that he doesn't give a fuck about Goku. He's right. going to see, you look like the guy that sent me and my dad away. I'm going to fucking kill you, Vegeta. And that's going to kick off. It's good because the, the storyline and the kind of conceits behind the actual, the original Broly movie are dumb. Yeah, dumb really as fuck. dumb. <laughs> now, uh, if you want to, if you want to watch dumb, uh, I w- I w- I'm probably going to give you the DVDs. I can trust you because they're signed. You're not going to destroy them. I'm going <laughs> to lick them, but I'm not going to destroy them. <laughs> uh, watch Broly the Second Coming. It is fucking retarded. How dumb no, I've, I've I've seen all of them. I've seen all the, yeah. the original movies. Bio Broly is the one I had to like stop, walk away, go back, and then sit down again. I I turned when I was watching Bio Broly. I turned into one of the valets from Keen Peel. Just go, I gotta go, man. I gotta do these suicides. I gotta do these suicides. <laughs> gonna get some squats. Get some squats. I had to just go and do something to take my mind off how fucking retarded this movie it, is. The the second one it has the the father son and other son yeah Kamehameha, the family Kamehameha. Which after you've seen the father son Kamehameha from the Cell Saga, you're like, wow, that's that's a powerful moment in yeah. Dragon Ball Z's history. Like it really hits right in all the feels. Yeah. And then the idea that they bring it back and that's how you defeat a. I mean, the thing with Broly is that he is a game breaker. Yeah. He is he doesn't work with everything you know about Dragon Ball Z. He is too powerful. He cannot be matched. He yeah. just isn't right for the world. He needs to be exterminated because he's such a threat. Yeah. And if, if he gets angry at any point, up even up to the god scale. Yeah. So I just I want to see more cuz I like Broly as a character and it's cool yeah. that there's a guy who is broken. Yeah, like he's beyond the, OP. He's the Dragon Ball equivalent of the Hulk. He just gets angrier and angrier and the more power he gets. That's actually the perfect way to put it. Yeah. If you don't know who we're talking about, it's Dragon Ball Z's version of the Hulk. Yeah, it's just Dragon Ball Hulk. Which, given that we're talking about Dragon Ball Z, is going to be pretty fucking impressive. Oh, yeah. What's the what's the thing he does? I'm trying to remember what, like his biggest feat, and it might be in the second coming where he gets punched into the lava. Yeah, and he just and then just picks fine. himself back out of the, the yeah. core of the planet. He doesn't even put a bubble or anything around himself or a barrier, because you see at the start of that when uh, the he's fired a couple of energy bullets at um, Goten, Trunks, and Videl. Gohan puts this sort of energy bubble around himself. Yeah. When Broly goes into the lava, he doesn't even put the bubble around himself. He just comes back out slightly singed. And we know on he can, one part of himself. We know he can do it because as a baby, he makes an energy bubble shield to protect his father. Yeah, and you're like, okay, so he knows that ability. He just decides to tank the hit from the core yeah. of the planet. He just decides, I have this much HP, I can take the hit. I can take a couple of hits. It's a pretty baller move, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Even though, yeah, the movie is kind of dumb beyond belief. But it's more Videl. And I quite like Videl as a character. She's yeah. in there with uh, with Gohan and Gotan. I quite like that little kind of mini young family dynamic they have going on. Yeah, I think yeah. it's quite fun. So, I mean, that's yeah. why when they say, oh, Pan's coming back. You're like, nice. Yeah, I'm like, yes. I, like, I like Pan. Nice. <laughs> one of the, one of the one of the better parts of GT that I'm hoping that they they keep in, they can get rid of everything else. I don't give a fuck about Oob. Get fucking rid of him. <laughs> it's just, uh, have he, has he showed up in Super? No, and I hope he doesn't. I don't think he has. No, because uh, and Super's finished, by the way. Yeah, Super's finished with 131 episodes. Yeah, I had a rant about that. Somebody was complaining that the um, what's called slice of life anime genre is taking over anime production in general. And he said, there's no long-form anime that keeps going. And I'm like, well, you're wrong there. Here's why. <laughs> and proceeded to list through. There's, the thing is that, yes, a lot of the 
big shows that people watched as kids, like Naruto and Bleach, have all cut off. Yeah, but you still have Fairy Tale still going. It's starting its final season. There's more on the way as well. The manga keeps getting written yeah. for another kind of spin-off that is still going to be in the main canon. You have um, Dragon Ball Super just finished. Uh, another 131 episodes yeah. on top of the 100 plus from Dragon Ball, yeah. the 297 from Dragon Ball Z, the non-existent Dragon Ball GT, which didn't happen, kids. Yeah. Don't it's listen been, to the it's been wiped from the timeline. Like the Flash going back and fucking around with so many different timelines. GT took the hit. Yeah. Got wiped out. But I'd, anyone that's even as an anime fan, just for the... Fair enough, you might have watched Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, because they're, they're two separate arcs in Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. You can skip over those, or you can watch them, because they make some interesting changes. Vegeta gets more of a show against Frieza in Resurrection F and Dragon Ball Super, which, mm. as a Vegeta fan, I, I kind of like. I kind of dug. I thought they were going to go balls to the wall and just say, why not have Vegeta kill Frieza? He has more reason to kill Frieza. Goku just kind of goes... I'm going to fight him because he's strong. Vegeta actually has motive to kill him. But yeah, you can kind of yeah. skip the Resurrection F Battle of, God arc, Battle of Gods arc, but even just for the the Goku Black arc, Dragon Ball Super's fucking worth it. Yeah. I think it's as close to a perfect arc you can get. For me, the perfect arc of Dragon Ball Z is the Cell Saga. Uh, which part? Just the whole overarching thing, including From androids? Semi-perfect Cell. Where they from the more where they come out of the hyperbolic time chamber when cells made themselves known. Oh, so it's like the cell game, cell yeah, cell games, arc, yeah. and they sell sort of final fights uh, saga. I think that's the perfect arc of Dragon Ball Z. There's nothing really wrong that goes with it. It has a really good ending. His final fight is an arc in itself. That's yeah. how fucking big Dragon Ball is. Uh, I mean, but here's I, the thing as well: as we're talking we could about make the a long... whole individual podcast about our love for Dragon Ball, and it might uh, if Super or when I say if we see Super, when we see Super, yeah, Broly. That, that would be a whole episode in of itself just us going dude you see that when he punched the thing and then Kakarot went flying and Vegeta went final flash the plan out goes get the bomb and, and Frieza like, comes yeah. in and goes I'm evil <laughs> and then probably punches him in the tail or something yeah um, but we're talking about like the long running shonen and stuff there's a lot of new stuff that's coming through Attack on Titan I just watched yeah. season 3 of that this week really good really liked it I know it's uh, not everyone's favourite it was overhyped for season 1 yeah. season 2 dropped the ball a bit with the hype train especially being four years after season one. Yeah, that was, that was a punch in the dick for most AOT uh, fans. And then season three is amazing. Yeah. Like it brings back all the hype, all the impact, all the absolute terror, yeah. and then says, would you like some more? You'll have to wait until April. Ah, fuck. Fuck. Uh, and then you've got My Hero Academia, just wrapped yeah. up its third season as well. Uh, like it did the full third season, uh, most importantly, and that is fucking phenomenal. But then you've got One Piece. Is that still going? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, dude, that was at 400 episodes when we were in high school. It's now up to 800. Jesus Christ. And at some point you just need to think, right, this thing needs a bullet. It's been going on too long. It's too big of a monster. I have my uh, obvious bias towards fairy tale. Um, I like to think... Yeah, I mean, you need to have a certain amount of love for a TV show or any kind of property to get it fucking tattooed on you. <laughs> I was going to try and do the, the guilty music, but I just can't do it. Um, but the. I oh, did. I'm right there with you. I'm contemplating getting a sleeve on my right arm. Yeah. And I'm trying to incorporate some kind of umbrella logo, a Triforce, and some other kind of game paraphernalia in it. Yeah. But I need, I to, watch, I need to watch how I do the sleeve because sleeve looks cool when I'm 26 and not working in the legal profession. <laughs> 
Uh, you could just wear a shirt, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, but I, c- I can't have it come past the sort of watch line on the hand. I think that's reasonable. I know yeah. there's a lot of people who get the hand tattoo. The hand tattoo, that's not that's not going to look cool when you're 80. Yeah. You're wrinkly. I don't care about that. It looks cool. Like it doesn't look cool. Like, <laughs> I'm going to lie. I kind of doubt it. Most people are going to make it to 80. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing of like getting a full sleeve and dent in the hand, you got to own it. Yeah. And uh, you like, there's a lot of people who make a very good, like, yeah. tattooists who make the good policy of, I am not giving you a hand tattoo or like a face tattoo as your first one. Yeah. Do not even come to yeah. me with that shit. I want a full sleeve. I want some body work. Yeah. And then we'll talk about a hand yeah. tattoo. I do. For me, there should be a blanket ban on those fucking ridiculous neck tattoos that you see people with now. Yeah. So like we get it. You thing. have a, we get it. You've got some heart or a weird gorilla's jaw on your, on your neck. Doesn't look good. Looks fucking horrendous. Uh, I, I know there's one person who's trying to get it, and I'm trying to talk him down from it because I don't think he needs it. And he's a very young guy, and I'm like, dude, you're 18. Yeah, this you're is going to not a it. decision for 18. His other tattoos look amazing. He's getting great work done. Yeah, but he's only 18. I'd rather not see yeah. him do this to himself. You need so. you need to watch what you're doing. But yeah, the um. The fairy tale, um, or it's so one quick thing about tattoos. Yeah. Um, brilliant thing about that if somebody refuses to hire you for a tattoo, it is discrimination. Sweet. <laughs> so, you know, as a lawyer, they probably shouldn't do that, I guess. Yeah. I Dis- yeah. Discrimination is a nasty thing to get involved in. Yeah, it gets a little edgy. You get to kind of prove motive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you basically just, if you prove any kind of motive and you su- you're successful in it, to the person that you're suing, just hand over your keys. Hand yeah. over a shit ton of money because it gets nasty. They double down on discrimination. The uh the fairy tale thing, doing fairy tale and one piece is always yeah. the kind of rivalry people like, One piece is much better and it's got much bigger characters and they develop more I'm like yes. But it looks like ass. Eight hundred episodes to do it with. Yeah. <laughs> at that at a certain point it's not love or friendship or something that connects you to these characters. It's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> you just you're too invested in this to leave. Fairy tale is one piece with an editor. That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. We're at two seventy seven, going into the final chapter. Nobody actually knows how far it's gonna be. I've not seen any solid numbers. Yeah. My guess is between sixty eight and seventy two episodes for this last arc, and that'd be three fifty. Nah, not too bad. That's not, a decent not run. Bad. Spread over about a decade. Not bad. Yeah, that's a pretty so, good run. Yeah, it's a reasonable amount. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, that's been coming up the, the whole, there's no long running shonen. Are you kidding me? I, I fucking beg yeah. to differ. There's actually a bigger one. Um, talking about One Piece being 800 episodes. Detective Conan. That's fucking, I, I remember that being on Fox Kids. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fox Kids isn't even a thing anymore. Uh, it's somewhere about 1,500 last time I checked. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking that's, anime, man. That's ridiculous. I mean, I have the opposite problem with Castlevania right now. It's not that it's... I'm glad that we're have getting you seen it. Yeah, I've watched all the Castlevania seasons. I'm two. watching it at some point this week with my brothers. And I'm not sure how... I, I, I know it's going to be good. Yeah. I, I keep the faith. But at the same time, like, dude, how is this, like, coming out? So no, It's amazing. The fact that they got four episodes out in the first place. Yeah. And they got enough love and, you know, support from the community to just make Do it another eight episodes, yeah. So thumbs up, thumbs down, just without oh, spoiling. Definite thumbs up, definite yeah. thumbs up. The, uh, the the interactions between your have you watched the first four? Yeah, I've seen the, the first season. The interactions in season two between uh, Trevor and Alucard, and the interactions between Alucard and Cipher, Trevor and Cipher, 
They've definitely got the sort of buddy cop triangle thing going on. All right. And they're definitely sticking true to the show because things that happen in uh, sticking true to the game. <laughs> in the show, they're sticking true to the game because things that happen in the game are happening in the show and um, they've brought in new characters from the games who play a huge part going forward in, into the storyline. And uh, it's just it's fucking beautifully animated. It's re- the flame yeah. animations that come off sort of cipher spells and if Dracula uses some of his magic just look fucking brilliant well the, the first season a lot of time for that show but the only problem gorgeous. with my show is the only problem with that show is it's too fucking short yeah it's 12 episodes you can clear the whole thing in a night well that's our seasons. plan that's our plan for at some point this week yeah. is curry and uh like vampire anime yeah we're totally down for it and it's got probably one of my favorite voice casts of all time uh-huh. Uh, Trevor Belmont, voiced by Richard, uh, voice voiced by Richard Armitage, who was Thor: Oak and Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Graham McTavish voices Dracula. He was another dwarf. And uh, right. oh yeah, because it was a lot of the Hobbit cast yeah, shows up in Hobbit. this. And and a weird, um, a weird casting call for me. They cast a guy called Matt Frew, who was a. Uh, you ever heard of a, an American sort of character? Uh, he was a. Matt Frewer was a comedian. He had this character called Max Headroom. Mm, um, nah, not really familiar. Yeah. Um, have you seen you've seen the movie Watchmen, right? Yeah. Remember Moloch the magician? Oh right, yeah. That he, Matt Frewer was that guy, oh, and okay. he was a huge comedian in the states, huge sort of actor. And then he played the bishop in season one. He comes back for a couple of episodes in season two. Oh right, yeah. And gets a brutal send off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're going to look forward to it. He gets he gets a brutal send off in one. He gets a second brutal send off in season two. It's just. And uh, who else is in it? You know uh, Peter Stormare? No, I'm drawing uh, a blank. Uh, uh, any kind of me brain don't work. If there's ever a, an angry Russian, <laughs> <coughs> if there's ever an angry Russian gangster in any movie that they, they, they are uh, they need casting, Peter Stormare is going to be in there. Okay. Uh, and I was going to say, have you played the the game Until Dawn? But I probably don't think you have. It's a PlayStation Four exclusive. Until Dawn is the one where you're running around and try to start generators to evade a monster. Yeah, you're trying. It's you play. Oh no! Wait, Until Dawn is the uh, survival like kind of choice, uh, like choose your own adventure thing. But it was really, really well done. It's got Hayden Panette in it. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretending I don't know her and I don't Google her every night. <laughs> Go uh, on. I just yeah. remember the uh, Rooster Teeth video. <laughs> kept trying to shine the torch in her ass when she was running about in the till. <laughs> that was a pretty fun video. But uh, uh, Peter Stormare plays the sort of doctor at the start of that game that asks you a couple of questions before you launch in it. Okay. But a uh, pretty good actor. He plays a Viking vampire in season two, who's just a f- fucking ton of fun. A he Viking just, vampire. A Viking vampire. He so lets old? you know that he's a vampire. He lets you know that he's a Viking several times. <laughs> he's, uh, he's fucking so much fun. I love that character. I do like when people take a. Like a, a monster, and then run it through another culture, and yeah. then just see what you come out with. So yeah, Viking vampires oh, is right my street. Fucking great, but I probably the best show that I've watched sort of this month. Uh, I get that we're just in, coming in towards the end of October. But yeah, genuinely, probably one of the best shows that I've watched. The only problem is, I don't know if it's Konami that's doing this, or if it's Frederator that are uh, animating it in conjunction with the other anime house, or if it's Adi Shankar, the producer, or the directors. But eight episodes. For a show like this, is not fucking long enough. I get that it's done in the sort of sense of it's basically a chopped up movie. Yeah. 
so it's really high budget. All the the effects are really, really good, really, really well done. I get from that point it could be maybe too expensive to do it longer form, or if it maybe if they ran it longer form, that would cut down the polish on each episode. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a fan of both seasons and a fan of Castlevania and a fan of Adi Shankar's work, I want fucking more. <laughs> well, I I remember hearing the whole uh, deal of the, the four episodes test audience reaction, yeah. and then eight was the number given years ago. Yeah. So this is just a production deal. Yeah, I'm hoping. I hope. I'm hoping they give us more because the, to my knowledge, they've finished up the Castlevania three arc with Trevor. Now they've got other shit that they can do, and put Trevor in there, right. which I think would be pretty fucking cool. But if if we're gonna try and say that it was maybe somebody in particular involved in the financial backing dealings, I'm gonna put my money on Konami. Yeah, because fuck Konami. Konami yeah, are the worst. Fuck Konami. <laughs> Even though I just installed two Konami games on my Xbox before I came out. I wanted to tell you about the best show that I watched, but first we're going to take a quick technical break. And there we go, we're back. Uh, now that all the nuts have been tightened, yeah, knees have been shimmied loose, and yeah, knees have been cracked. <laughs> we're getting old, kids, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I get knee in the head this week, so that was pretty good, but every, everything else hurts. Yeah, how are you feeling after that whole knee in the head thing? Yeah, I went for another checkup. Uh, they said everything's good, um, no lasting effects. It wasn't a proper concussion. I think it was just the fact that it was a glancing hit. Okay. It wasn't a proper hit and drive. It was just the fact that the knee came in, made contact, and just promptly moved. They said there was no real issue with that. Yeah, I suppose if the, the energy from it doesn't, all of it doesn't go through your head, you might yeah. be okay. Yeah, it was pretty good with that. It's a good thing about having like a weirdly shaped head. You deflect a lot of energy yeah. when you get hit. And I've been, I think probably because of the amount of milk I drank, the amount of calcium I took, I think I have a denser bone structure than most people. <laughs> <laughs> You're real good for the I'm big boned excuse. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking to it. Fuck you. I, I've been big, feeling but very beautiful. The big thing, I've been missing South Park this week. You missed it? Yeah, no, there's been like four episodes for the new season and then there's not been one this week. And I'm off this week, and I wanted to watch South Park this week. <laughs> so I went back and watched all the old shit. <laughs> it's a great show. Yeah. The uh, the Cream Freeze episode is fucking amazing. Uh, no, i got to get my Cream Freeze. It's the uh, just the random chefs that show up towards the end, and Cartman just pretending that he's Gordon Ramsay by just going, yeah, blah, 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 rustic, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And Jamie yeah. Oliver's just crying in the corner going, I just want to eat healthy food. Oh, don't get me fucking started on Jamie Oliver. <laughs> don't get me fucking started. No, you've got me started. You've opened the fucking wormhole. Yeah. Right. I used to love uh, when I was younger. Do you remember the cereal Ricicles? Uh, it was basically Rice Krispies, but with sort of Frosties type, uh, Frosties type sugar on them. Uh, no, I do not. Right. I used to fucking love that shit when I was younger. I wasn't allowed it a lot because it was sugary. But I remember every Sunday, the ri- every week, every Saturday, Sunday, the Ricicles would come out. And it was the highlight of my fucking week. And then thanks to that prick Jamie Oliver, you can't get Ricicles, you can't get fucking uh, Nesquik, you can't get fucking that anymore. Really? Uh, Cocoa Pot, yeah. You can get Nesquik milkshake uh, mixes, you can get Nesquik uh, like cereal bars, but you can't get Nesquik cereal. It's not cereal the same, anymore. damn it. It's not the fucking same. Uh, Cocoa Pops taste like shit. Frosties <laughs> taste like shit. Fuck you, Jamie Oliver, you cunt. <laughs> so yeah, uh, my favourite animated show that I watched this week... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Jamie Oliver, you <laughs> brown bread having chickpea loving motherfucker. 
He was a bit Go of a dick. Go suck your goddamn dad's courgette, you fuck. He was a total dick. He just showed up and said, everyone is wrong. I am right. Everyone will eat at Sainsbury's. Fuck you. Yeah, everyone go buy organic food. In fact, no one, don't buy it. Buy any fucking food. Just grow it in your garden and fight off rabbits. He tried to help. I don't think no, he, he knew what he was did. doing. <laughs> he tried to he help English people. He didn't realise there was a whole group of people called Scottish people. <laughs> he didn't realise there are Scottish people who don't like people messing with our shit. Yeah. It's like when they tried to introduce genetically modified crops. And uh, the first people that they were trying to test it out with in Scotland were uh, Mother's Pride, who make Scottish plain bread. Right. And immediately every Scotsman went, oh, no. <laughs> then they fuck <laughs> with the breed, boy. <laughs> then they fuck with the breed. We want to wake up on a Sunday morning, hanging as fuck, get a piece on square sausage and cover that shit in brown sauce. Don't you fucking dare mess with this, the plain bread. Uh, it's annoys me because like I see the value inherent in GMO crops. Yeah, because you can make But it's make a bigger always yield. run by evil pricks. <laughs> <laughs> you, always think you always think by eating this you're going to become some weird dickhead supervillain. Where is GMO's Elon Musk? I don't know. Real quick, I want to make jokes about his weird like shift from... It was the whole thing where he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Smoked a little bit of weed, got a little bit of high, and then nothing else happened for a while. Yeah. Um, he had to step back from being Tesla's CEO. Yeah, he's still on the board. He's not. He's not making every call. Um, is this because of the Joe Rogan weed thing, or is this other issues? I think there's other things, but the the weed thing highlighted it because it's controversial and it's it's the the big issue for some people right now. Even though it's you know thundering towards legalization in the US. Yeah. But you know, see Canada just made it legal. Yeah, and they ran out. <laughs> they ran out in five days. Justin Trudeau was just throwing dime bags at people. It was uh, they they actually saw some of the packaging for it. There was a shit ton of packaging for a little bit of weed. Jeez. Like you get the the bag. That's probably make it tamper proof. It's in a sealed container, and then that sealed container, obviously with the thing of like, if this is broken, do not accept it. Yeah, and then but they like, have the jam jar. But then there's sealed. like boxes and boxes and boxes. Like boxes with like paper f- stuffed in it, then another box, then another box, and Canadians are like, "This is too much crap for weed." Like we need to just get this stuff because they did mail order weed. I can imagine that went down quite the treat. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to stay I'm... in bed today. Hey, <laughs> Margaret, we got ordering some weed. <laughs> ordering some weed, then some pizza. Eh? <laughs> ordering some, ordering some weed, then some Timbits. We got our Tim Hortons. Eh? Get our coffee on. That actually is going to be like. Weed, then you start coming down, you go, you know what, time for some coffee and donuts. Yeah. <laughs> if there's just enough left in your there's system, a, you'll really enjoy that donut. Yeah. Have you tried Tim Hortons? No. There's one in Glasgow. Tim Ooh. Bits are the shit. Yeah. They're just little, you think they're going to be, oh, it's going to be the off-cut donuts thing, but no, I, I demolished a box of Tim Bits to myself. Hmm. I think it was pretty expensive. I think it was like £4 for a box of, <laughs> box of donut holes. But, oh God, they were good. The co- they lure you in with the just the best coffee smell you've ever smelled. I didn't even drink coffee and I was lured in. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. It was tasty. I don't do much coffee. I don't yeah. do much, but every now and again I just go for it. The, I'm, a, um, I'm a tea dude, so I'm not really I'm not really into the coffee. The Elon Musk thing though, he decided then to just shit post on Twitter. Really? Literally I Heart Anime, Time to Blow Mecca, yes, I love yeah. I'm a cat girl or something like that. And just the internet proceeded to lose its shit all week. It's been great. I've got to sit back. I'm off. I'm off work. I just get to sit back and watch the internet just 
continually kind of devour yeah. itself like a serpent going oh my god elon musk oh my god elon, <laughs> elon musk. musk is going to build a mecca if there's anyone that could build a mecca be elon musk i'd be made at tesla he then asked for your dankest memes Involving Elon Musk or just in no, general dank said, memes? No, what do you got, internet? And oh, he fuck. was not prepared for what he got. I can imagine he wouldn't be. He said, can you give me your dankest memes? About 30 minutes later, oh my god, I meant darkest, I meant I said dankest, not darkest. <laughs> Bro, you gotta understand, there's a certain dark that comes with the dank, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, dude, I have a, I have a, tw- you just reminded me of a tweet that i seen, um, I think it was on when I was browsing Tumblr because I, d- I don't go on Tumblr to look at all the other messages going on. I just go, oh, look, that'd be a cool phone background. That'd be a cool phone background. Yeah, some really talented yeah, artists. Uh, if you look on my phone just now, I have a really cool, really nicely drawn picture of Michael Myers. Ooh, very nice. So yeah, that's what I go on Tumblr for, not for the other issues that are going on. Yeah. But as I was scrolling down, uh, there was a tweet from a an editor on a cartoon for, cart- for Disney. And a I can't remember the name of the show, but it's just uh, the post. The the uh, post reads something like this: When I was when I started editing for this show, all my friends said to me, "You better beware! You're gonna people are gonna make porn of your TV show." Then they said, "Then I said to my friends, don't worry.' During the first board meeting with Disney, they sat me down, cracked open a laptop, showed me Kim Possible porn, and said, "This is what's gonna happen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking Disney, the House of Fucking Mouse." <laughs> showed the, showed this guy I'm not impossible lie. porn I'm that is for all all jokes aside that is a great idea that is like <laughs> <Just> absolutely <laughs> people explaining to you say look you're working an animated show but this is the these are the days of the internet rule 34 exists <laughs> by the way I dare you to type something in rule 34 yeah. and not find something that makes you going to go oh my god that doesn't fit in there it's just oh <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> Why the hell is Bowser wearing a crown? Still, tits, tits on a turtle. Tits Greatest turtle. invention man has yet to, we, we've yet to beat it. Yeah. Whenever someone says tits on a turtle, I just imagine them adjusting a monocle going, tits on a turtle. Tits on a turtle. <laughs> should that be our exclamation shit sound? Or should you just uh, say like, tits on a turtle. I can't believe it. Be, tits on a turtle. Or what is do, this? If you do the Burt Ward kind of punch the fist, tits on a turtle, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Just on a greeting card, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Slap my ass, Batman. I mean, what? I, can't say. <laughs> I mean, who, who, who said that? Um, Holy parenting problems, Batman. The totally Holy dead parents, that. Batman. <laughs> Holy dead parents, Batman. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I went there. I went there. Fuck it. I uh, real quick. Speaking of uh, Batman, next week. All right. I was going to say. I thought you were going to say. Speaking of dead parents. Speaking of dead parents. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> <laughs> just play the Batman music from Tim Burton's Batman. Just do, do, do. put the book and Guess I wear a cowl now. <laughs> but no, speaking of Batman, uh, there is the release of Batman Ninja on Fuck Netflix. Right off. No. Don't. No. Fucking. I was going to say, do you want to watch it for next week? But apparently that's hammered. a no. <laughs> I'm going to watch it hammered. Cause I, I've, I got bourbon coming. Oh, Not today, me. but tomorrow. Right. It's the. Dumbest present, the pretty, the, the, the dumbest fuck. present. Somebody's like, "Here, dumb, you'll love this." You're like, yeah, I love this. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, "Oh my god, it's the worst piece of shit ever." It's the dumbest <laughs> preface for a Batman thing. Like, yeah, let's make him travel back in time, and he's fighting weird ninja versions of Harley Quinn and Joker and Gorilla Grodd. And the the explanation I heard roughly, like the kind of brief synopsis, was that someone sets off a bomb that only transfers the superheroes, but somehow it also knows to transfer Batman. 
Batman's yeah, not a superhero. He's just a dude in a suit. That's the point of Batman. Transfers every every superhero vigilante villain in Gotham. How do you program that? Back to Feudal Japan because apparently the Joker's a fucking genius. <laughs> I just I saw that. I was like, wait, hold up. Like, I, I'm totally down for Batman as a ninja doing ninja shit. That sounds cool. But the idea that you could somehow program this, like, bomb that sends back just the heroes and villains. Yeah, that's a very specific ah. bomb. You just kind of, like, I, I can't ignore that big-ass hole in your idea there. <laughs> Sorry oh, about that. Watch Batman Ninja. There's there's a lot of holes, a lot of plot holes. <laughs> but we'll be back for that one next week then. Uh, I'm I'm gonna watch it plastered. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna watch it fucking sober. So have no. you seen it before? Yeah. Okay, right. So I was it like, I, I was just was wondering if you were just angry about this in general, or if you'd seen it I'm, and were I'm angry. angry about the concept. Goblins, <laughs> spooky monkey card. It's a, it's our Halloween episode. Oh yeah, it is spooky. Bad shit's happened. Spooky. Oh, that was that was my, sexy nurse. That was my vampire cape just whipping out and hitting some shit. Yeah, that was that's actually my it's a, a card a birthday card I got from my gran. My birthday was like four months ago. Oh, right. but I actually really like the card. It's quite well in it. Like you open it up in a different way, but then there's stuff that folds out from the inside. I just like oh. it as the design's like yeah. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like it. It's a bit of card engineering there. Yeah, but the uh, the the Disney thing of like sitting your employee down <laughs> and saying, yeah, there's going to be porn of this. Um, just is, prepare like, just just a good brace of <laughs> you don't want somebody to get invested in the project and then come back to you a year later going boss um i, w- I went on the internet somebody sent me a link and i thought oh, i'll check out and interact with a fan you can see everything <laughs> they're, they're everything <laughs> you get one of the artists coming through just going sir you remember that picture you asked me to draw i went online for inspiration I never drew that. <laughs> She's not meant to bend that way. <laughs> she told me to keep the bust small. I did, I swear. But then I go online and they're huge. The actually just before we, just before we do the, I, I wanted to just talk about Big Mouth for a little bit. Have you seen yeah. Big Mouth as a show? I'm not interested in it. In the no, not. Uh, it, to me, it falls under that kind of final space, Big Mouth, Paradise PD, Pacific Heat, Archer spectrum on Netflix. I have no fucking interest in. I don't like Archer. I watched four or five episodes oh, in right. the first season. wasn't that great. I, saw I, I was wondering if you were one of those people who got into it, kind of enjoyed it, and then realized that the show had gone off its rocker of a season. I think it was Archer. Archer Noir was bad. Yeah. Um, but this new one, uh, Archer Paradise Island, was really good. I really liked it. it brought it kind of back to what mm. it should have been, rather than just have the Archer cast recycle old jokes. Yeah. It would be, you know, what are the characters doing in this weird situation? They have a bigger theory about the whole the way Archer should be running now yeah. versus what it used to be. And that's um that's like five or six other topics. Paradise PD is supposedly very bad. Final Space was dumb. Like dumb beyond words. Oh Paradise PD was it was horrendous. How they even got this past sort of censors and you know, a a panel of approved uh, to approve this thing. It's fucking beyond me. It was just yeah. right, let's take Brian from Family Guy, and let's make him a drug-sniffing dog who's addicted to drugs. Let's take which, by the way, was a plotline in Family Guy. Yeah, let's take Elliot from Scrubs and make her a fucking nymph who just wants to fuck this one fat dude. Which, by the way, is my fantasy from the show Scrubs. But dude, Sarah Chalk was just fucking <laughs> transcendent. <laughs> like, Sarah Chalk, I fucking salute. You absolutely. And are. so does my penis. 
It stands the, to attention. His pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> you Sarah Chalk, you make him pee-pee go hard. <laughs> you make him pee-pee go hard. Uh, blood uh, rush downstairs. No, no blood left for thinky thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Only hard pee-pee now. Only hard pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> Feel free to ask for the section to get in there, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's staying right it's staying the fuck in. in. Okay. Uh, but the, I'd say Big Mouth, I, the problem with a lot of these shows is that there's nothing really happening. To me, it just seems like they're trying too hard to be Family Guy. And the, that's what I don't like about it. The difference with Big Mouth is it has a lot to say. And that's where I, I it, it's got genuine substance to it. Yeah. In that it is Nick Kroll's worst, uh, like, adolescent experiences as like oh, a young 13 right. year old kid yeah but with the wisdom and understanding of a smart comedian 20 years ahead, like after the fact looking back and saying you know what if i just learned from this i'd have made things a lot easier yeah. for myself and the, the show takes you to quite a bit of that and yeah. the, the the key influence on the show is the hormone monsters which are literally the personification of everything that is wrong with you as a like as a teenage boy which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Speaking from experience, yeah. there's a lot going on in your head that you shut up for a good reason. Yeah, you stay quiet for a good time. Yeah. Speaking um, of uh, Nick Crow, just as a quick aside, I was listening to the Valley Cast today, yeah. and uh, Steve Zaragoza. They were talking. They were just riffing on shit, and he was talking about. Um, they were talking about the Fast and the Furious movies for some reason, and they randomly got on a, a, a little sidetrack where Steve said that he was doing a thing in LA, sort of central LA. Uh-huh. He was doing a reading for things, and they Nick Crow and she just this random idea called uh, Fast and the Furious Eight, Fast and the Furor, <laughs> where, where they go back in time, the Fast and the Furious crew to fight Hitler, and Nick Crow they did, it was like a sort of table read thing they did, yeah. and Nick Crow read for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> no. I heard it. On, I heard it on the bus on the way home. I frantically googled as little as I could using the free bus Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I was like, I need to fucking find this. If this video exists when Nick Kroll's doing a pseudo-Hitler thing for Fast and the Furious, I need to fucking hear this. Yeah. So I, if I do find it, link's in the description below. The, uh, the Nick Kroll's really smart and funny, and yeah. it shows up, because he's head writer as well for this thing, and a lot of it, like, it's, it's just smart things that you think are now really, really funny about dumb shit that happened to you as a kid. Yeah. Um, it's very... Uh, kind of gross, I guess, is the best way to put it. And it's episode one's about uh, male ejaculation. Episode two is about female periods. There yeah. is no fucking holding back with this show. Yeah. Episode a uh, season two, one of the episodes, um, a guy gets caught sniffing his uh friend's sister's bathing suit because she's a little bit older and jerking off. <laughs> and this is all under the influence of the hormone monsters who are running around screaming, "Yeah, do it, do it, do it!" fucking nobody's gonna know who's gonna catch you there's no way they could catch you you're so smart you could totally get away with this and you're like you know what if you're in that situation you had those like those would be the thoughts in your head yeah they're very smart about the way they write this show Mm. and uh, i just absolutely love it it's fucking ludicrous yeah um as they it comes down to the things that this show has to say about the situation especially when they start revealing about when the characters becoming depressed holy crap (laughs) The uh the switch is subtle. You can see it happening over episodes, and the loss of like the kind of the hormone monsters take has to take a back seat because it's no longer the driving force behind the character, and you replace it with this depression cat. And it's talk the way it talks and the way it interacts with her and the way it makes her 
interact with other characters, you're like, oh wow, that's really good. They did not pull punches on that one. But it's it's worth a shot if you want to watch an animated show that wants to tell you like really rude jokes. Yeah. And then just make you laugh and then actually give you a bit of perspective on puberty as someone who's gone through it. Yeah. Kinda wanna see what happens and somebody who's not gone through it watches it. But I don't know anybody I could say, hey, uh little like sixteen year old kid, could you watch this show about like dick jokes and ejaculation yeah. and periods and stuff? I think the the five O would be knocking on I think the, the door. police would have a word. Yeah. The fuzz would come around and go, Mr. Graham, can we have a word please? I but you know Take what? Right Perfectly reasonable. I'm very sorry I did the thing. Yeah, Might know what not even going to fight it. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take a seat. You know, when you say it back to me like that, you have a point. Yeah, yeah. you got a point. I get yeah. it, yeah. Uh, I made argue. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just put the cuffs on. It's fine. It's fine. God, I don't want to stay at home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would give a yeah. big... Ma- if you're I'd hesitant about it, know that it's not just like weird crap animation. The animation style is a bit dorky and... It's actually not bad. Like, there's not action scenes that you can't say, oh, well, like, the a- look, when the action kicks up, it really goes yeah. for it. It's it's uh, an animated sitcom, but mm. it's really well-crafted. And that's mm. the thing about these animated shows that, you know, some of it looks like crap, and it is crap, but then you have the shows that you realise that this is, like, a, an animated show takes about six months to draw just to do, the, like, the basics of it. So you can't really fuck around with an animated show. It has to be your best work. That's why, like, I really enjoy listening to like the Family Guy stuff with the time of the production. Like, dude, we're a year. We're writing stuff that we won't see for a year. And uh, listening to Bill Burr, who writes, uh, he's a stand-up comedian who also writes Effus for Family. Oh yeah, I've got fucking, I'm such a fucking huge fan of Bill Burr. Yeah, his uh, the video of him basically just tearing. I think it's an LA or a California. It's the court. Philadelphia in Philadelphia. That is that the is... fucking most brutal thing I've ever yeah. seen a comedian do. That is straight up. It's not even like it's. Um, I hate using the word, you know, savage, but yeah, dude, define what the fuck savage is. That is someone standing in front of a firing squad. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Pull the trigger, pussy. That for is what, tw- eleven minutes. Yeah, that is what some comedians call battling a crowd. He wasn't battling a crowd. He was waging world war on a crowd. But yeah, he he writes Evers family, and he was saying the same thing of like you, you cannot fuck up, and you're on the go, writing producing like stuff that's already been sent away for drawings being called on to do look at other stuff you got to come in and like punch up jokes and stuff yeah it's just nuts it's like a 14 hour day just talking about cartoons like there's no way cartoons are this difficult but he's, he's obviously he's got writers and stuff and producers that have done animation before no like no this is this is how animation works there's all effort goes into little drawings that just pop up on the screen but i'd say you know Watching um, Big Mouth definitely worth it. Yeah, give it a go. I'll add it on to the list of stuff that uh, I've been needing to watch. It I think never I re- ends. I think <laughs> I realised there's some stuff I'm just going to strike off that list. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Goodbye. Nah, no, it's, it's not culturally relevant anymore. It's, Don't need it. I mean, it's a good show. First, I think I watched the first three seasons. Brian Cranston's a fucking powerhouse in it. He's a great actor. Uh, Aaron Paul, great. Uh, the guy that plays the DE agent. Yeah, Hank, fucking great. Uh, the only person I don't like is uh, Skylar, but if you watch in- interviews with the actress that plays her, you're not meant to like her. She's meant to be that heel that just gets in your way. All right. Uh, really good show. Just, I'm never going to have enough time to finish watching it. Uh, I'm never going to go back to Archer. I'm never, ever going to watch Rick and Morty again. All that <laughs> shit can just get pushed aside. I made myself do a pickle Rick. A pickle Morty. Pickle Rick. 
It's the fact that people in America were trashing McDonald's trying to get Szechuan sauce. Yeah. That's too far. As I, I still like the show. Yeah. And it's it's alright to like the show, but just don't try and destroy McDonald's because of... Yeah. But that, that left like a really bad taste in my mouth. I was like, you know what? Every time something... There's also the uh, the really high IQ yeah, running that, meme. That confuses me. The copy pasta for that one. Yeah. That was a... Somebody posted up something about um, Rick and Morty. There was a response somewhere in the comments that was about how you would need a really high IQ to understand Rick and Morty. Yeah. I mean, there was, people, <laughs> there was a lot of Twitter posts of people reading, you know, medical textbooks from university level or research thesis saying, yeah. oh, just doing some light reading after watching the late season of Rick and Morty on Netflix. Fuck yeah. off. It just became a running meme and it got to the point where like, I'm not sure who's doing this ironically and who's doing this seriously because I know some of you fuckers are out there doing that really like genuinely laughing your ass off at something that you actually don't understand yeah but then it just became such a running meme i'm not sure if what you would have seen was people like just going balls deep on the meme but it became really oversaturated yeah. and it was a real shame because it was like oh man the season two was kind of good <laughs> i got it, I enjoyed it. Is it just it ruins people people's enjoyment of the show because they think I don't want to be associated with that crowd, so I'm not going to be as vocal about Rick and Morty anymore. And I used to yeah. love talking to people about Rick and Morty. Yeah. And, that. and that's like, the thing is, like, as geeks, how do we show that we like something to show our appreciation for something? Yeah. We talk we, about it with other people. We talk about it with other people, and we typically wear a t-shirt with that thing on it. Yeah. I've seen Rick and Morty t-shirts, and I'm like, I'm never going to wear that in case somebody just posts a photo of me online and goes, check out this guy with a really high IQ. Yeah. Because I'm like, damn it. I don't want to be involved in that. that yeah. <laughs> The shitty part of the community ruined it for everyone else. Apparently, Steven Universe was quite a bad community like that as well. Oh, Steven Universe was a toxic community. Really? Very, very toxic community. Because a friend of mine just got into it. It's like, this is a really good show. And I'm like, no, uh, apparently it is, but it's also got a really bad community in there. My uh, my older brother uh, loves Steven Universe, but he doesn't get involved in the community. He just, yeah. Uh, I think he like, enjoys it yeah. in isolation. Like like me, uh, he doesn't. He likes the show for the show. He doesn't. He doesn't get involved in any of the vitriol or the shite afterward. Yeah, he just likes it for a good show. And when we were at Comic Con, the guy that voices Stephen, because the character is actually called Stephen Universe. His last name is yeah. Universe. <laughs> his dad's called Mister Universe, and is a fat slob that's balding. It's pretty fucking cool. It's a, it's a nice little in joke that he's Mister Universe and he's just a fat fuck. <laughs> but, um, the voice actor. I never thought of that. Actually. I just realised why that's funny. Yeah, that's really good. Actually, I like that. Good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just I, I just couldn't get into it. The again, it was really, really well animated, really well voice acted. I just couldn't get into in, in, into the show. But uh, the the voice actor for Steven Universe, um, a guy named Zach Callison, he was talking about how just vitriolic the community could be, and he was through his con appearances, he was trying to just dispel that and say, no, there's no reason why we need to be known for this. We can yeah. be known as a good caring community. Yeah. Then he told the story about how Steven Universe fans. Uh, basically ganged up on a fan artist and made her commit suicide. So that's what... Because I've been wondering, I keep hearing that it's yeah, a bad community, but I, I never heard why, and I was assuming it was just yeah. bashing people, but bashing yeah. people at the point of suicide. Yeah. I think what happened was one of the characters was a particularly more heavy set. So oh, she right. was a bigger, bulkier character. I say bulkier. She was a bigger, sort of almost fatter character, and he drew her slim. Right. He or she drew this character slim. And all the through Tumblr, Instagram, where she post he or she posted this picture, there was just hate and venom and bile and spite thrown right at her. And eventually, he or she, whoever it may be, took her took their own life. Shit. And they just felt pigeonholed into this corner. They just think, well, fuck, it, I can't do anything. 
I just I, I need to do this. I need to take my own life, and that's D- why. When you're left with the only way out, is yeah, the if your last ultimatum way out. is the last way out. Yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck you, Steven Universe community. That's that's horrific. I did not know it was that. I knew. I, I just I just heard they're yeah, bad. bad. They're back to almost as bad as the legal agents community. Oh, <laughs> the legal agents. <laughs> claim. Yeah. No. The, Steven Universe, I mean, Steven Universe gets the one up for actually killing one of the members of the community, but uh, Legal Legends community gets a close second for making people turn away from gaming in general because they've had a few bad matches at Legal Legends. Jesus. Yeah. People that have swear, people that have put up long posts on their Twitter and, and their Instagram saying, this is my gaming PC, I will never use it again. I just started playing League of Legends. I've lost three matches in a row and I got so many fucking messages saying, you fucking scrub, you dirty little bastard, never play this game again. So I'm never playing video games again. That's horrific. I don't know. I've never understood the whole, like, the, the gatekeeping thing with the geek community. Yeah. Always pisses me off. You should always be more welcoming of, like, there's no bad idea that comes from having more people in the same group as you. But then the idea that when somebody comes in, you then proceed to bash the shit out of them. Yeah. Once they're getting their, their feet up, so I, I don't know what the legal agent situation is. I don't know if you can see how many games somebody's played. Like, I mean, I think you no can just win loss ratio. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I pl- I tried playing it once, and something similar happened to me. But instead of you know swearing off video games, I just messaged each one of the people that said you suck, never play this game again. I went, don't fucking worry, I'm never going to play this game again as long as cunts like you're in it. Send. <laughs> copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Copy paste. Save a lot of time. Done. Yeah. So I, was playing it, I was playing it with uh, my older brother and a couple of friends, and it, it seemed pretty good. The four, the three of us were playing, or if it was the four of us, we'd be playing on one team, playing against another couple of things. It was good. Could you play with buddies? But then I thought, right, I'm going to play a couple of rounds myself. Then that's when I realized that you need to have established people with you if you're going to try and build your way through it. Otherwise, right. it's just it's just a shit show. Mm. Yeah, I uh, just uh, while we're on the kind of subject to the animation thing. How do you feel about the Apu situation? I I don't know. For those of you not in the know, based on a documentary released about a year ago saying that Apu was a racist depiction of a, an Indian guy in The Simpsons. Yeah. And it gained a fair amount of traction and there's now been calls for the, uh, the character to be taken out. And as of about this morning, Fox are saying he's on his way out. I've heard two stories. I've heard one that the Fox uh, executives are saying that they're doing a soft exit for Apu. Yeah. They're just going to gradually phase him out. Another one is that they've made no such claim. The, fo- or the Fox executives have made no such claim that they're going to remove Apu at all. And it's all just a rumor. I personally want them to go for the first one because I think characters get changed and characters get swapped in and out of TV shows all the time. And if Apu's causing this much, an- or this much of an issue... Mm. It's going to solve a lot more problems if you just kind of go, right, we're honouring the people that love Apu. We're going to give you a bit more, a couple more episodes with them, but eventually you're going to see Apu go away. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, the, 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 there was a couple... It's, there was a couple things raised about the whole Apu situation. The main one being, he's voiced by a white guy. Yeah. And, well, that one's an easy solve. Because <laughs> yeah. Hank Azaria said he'll, he'll step away from the role. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got other characters. He is half the Simpsons. Like, there's nothing wrong with him stepping away. He will still get a paycheck at the yeah, end of the day. I mean, they're not going to kill off Mo. They're not going to kill off Chief Wiggum. And well, then again, he wouldn't be able to voice one of the cops if they're going by the same rules as Pooh. He's not going to be able to voice the cop character. Um, I just, I it's a weird one that 
the option is to just take the character off the yeah off the show entirely. I think that's the simplest option. They yeah. can go for. They could probably they could try and fix it and really address the issue. But yeah. I think at this point it's just easier for Fox to just go right. We're going to hit the bigger race button on a poo and bring yeah. in somebody else. But the the idea was it was a harmful stereotype, and I'm, I, yeah, he runs a corner store, but I there was people pointing to stuff for the fact that he's you know he's too servile. He just he just stands there and takes it all day. Hmm. Like didn't know that was an Indian character trait personally. Um, but there's also you know, I've, I've seen a lot of back and forth about this. There's been some good videos done. Um, the one I'd probably point people to is not the Apu I know, um, which is by a guy I just started watching. Hmm. Uh, a show called Brain Brain Dump. Yeah, that's the show. Can't remember the name of the channel, but if you just search for Not the Apu that I know, mm. you'll find a 44-minute video. Pretty good explanation of... I mean, this guy's experience, he says that I'm part Italian-American, and, you know, if I wanted to be offended by something in the show, it'd be the Italian chef that shows up and just screams something about meatballs and then fucks off. Or uh, Luigi from... Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Or, or I'd be offended by the, the mob. <laughs> you know, all those Italian gangsters. Well, dude, yeah. we as Scottish people... Should be incredibly offended by Groundskeeper Willie. I know that's the other one that keeps coming. So, uh, him and the and it's a point raised in this, this video was uh, the rednecks as well. Yeah, like people from like down Greece. south who represent a large portion of America. Can they get an up up in arms about the Simpsons? Yeah. Should they? And you're like, I I don't know. I I, I just it's not one that I'm very well equated with. Or I shouldn't you know don't really know much about the whole thing, but. I always thought The Simpsons took enough shots at everybody to kind of get away with it yeah. all. For me, I think for my money, it's just I think take an example, take an example of Grinskeeper Willie. I think the reason why the Scottish we Scottish people don't get offended by it is because we realise it's just a parody. They just think it's them just taking a casual, you know, jab at Scottish culture. We realise that it's not them pinpointing. This is what all Scottish people are like. This is just here is Scotland cranked up to fifteen. Uh, here's Scotland cr- uh, cranked up to fifteen. And here's just an over-exaggerated, overhyped, overplayed Scotsman. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, for me, the original like hoopla was started off by uh, a comedian. Apparently, the guy who made the original documentary is a comedian. Hmm. I don't see like maybe it's just that he started this thing. He had some stuff he wanted to say about the thing. Yeah. Um. He interviewed some people that were of a like mind hmm. to him, but. I don't know if he meant for it to go this far. I'm pretty sure he probably just wanted there to be a change. Yeah, I think he maybe wanted to promote discussion, but probably didn't see it going this far. It just bothers me that the answer to this is, bang, he's gone. Yeah. You know, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Everything I've seen so far says that Apu will be gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because if you... When I was watching The Simpsons actively, some of my favourite seasons and some of my favourite sort of interactions were with Apu. I thought it was one of the cooler characters. But if it offends people, fair enough. But if it offends the right people, get rid of it. Because I guarantee most of the people that are getting it, there's going to be a very, very small majority of this. Or the offence taken is going to be taken by Indian people. Yeah. Most of the people that are going to be annoyed about this are going to be fucking heart on their sleeve, butthurt neophytes yeah. that are all white, just left university, just left college, that are just going, this is a shame, this is this is so racist. This How is outrageous. How could people let this happen? Uh, I mean, maybe it's outdated. Maybe, to be fair, when was the last time you watched Simpsons? Yeah, Simpsons itself as a concept is outdated. Yeah. To, to my mind, when you have Disenchantment and Futurama, I don't need The Simpsons. Uh, Futurama you... was just 
it was everything I wanted from The Simpsons and much, much more. If you want to watch a good breakdown of why The Simpsons is failing or has failed, uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf made a great video about The Simpsons. Again, it's about 45 minutes mm-hmm. long, but it's a phenomenal look at Simpsons of the past, Simpsons as characters, Simpsons now, and how the show in general has changed. And you're like, wow, we put a lot of thought into this one. Yeah. Way more than you could ever really think about The Simpsons, or way more than you think you could think about The Simpsons. But yeah, The Simpsons has faded into irrelevancy, and now um, Disney owns Fox. Yeah. They own the studios, so they would probably, I guess, own The Simpsons. Yeah, they'll probably rein that in. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe the House of Mouse is trying to clean shit up. Yeah, maybe they're just going to... I think they're going to get to the point where they're just going to start cutting cutting shows. I don't know if Simpsons will make the cut. I don't know how it kept making the cut. That's because that's a weird they one. Kept, it kept making money. People were still watching The Simpsons, even as it sort of dwindled. I think it's still going now. There's still new episodes every yeah. week. It's still and going strong. People still watch it. Diehard fans still watch it. And they're cutting them in the next season. I think they're between seasons right now. Yeah, I think they're mid-season, whatever. Because I remember when I was still watching The Simpsons, people were buying up to season 18. I think it's getting into season, maybe into the 30s. We're at 20, I know we've done 26. Yeah. This might be 27 this year, 28 next year. But how are you going to advertise that? Because I think think you might try and advertise that a poo's going away. I don't know how, because you can't ignore it. You know, yeah, and they can't be too upfront about it. They can't just go, "Hey guys, look that thing that you were moaning about. We did it. We got rid of it. Please watch us now." But this thing is, it gets advertised during like NFL games. Yeah, so you'll see it on like <laughs> the NFL UK games. Uh, there's one more, one of them happened this week. Yeah, um, and it was a friend of mine's been traveling between Bonnes and London every weekend for three weekends. Shit, that's commitment. on a company credit card. <laughs> He said he's gonna get fired. <laughs> no, his boss wanted to go down. Oh, okay. So his, I think he somehow managed to finagle the company's expense card. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just, I'm worried about seeing it in The Simpsons. I'm kind of like, or just worried about seeing it in the NFL. Like uh, next on Fox, uh, say goodbye, uh, poo everyone. Wait, wait, what? what? Hold <laughs> hey, fuck. hold on a minute here. You slow the fuck down, Matt Groening. You, you don't interrupt America's game for this. This is I weird. Mean, but then again, who the fuck am I kidding? Matt Groening's had fuck all to do with The Simpsons for years now. He just draws it. Does he even he, draw it? I don't even think he draws it. Because I know he hand-drew a lot for Disenchantment. And yeah. he, he wrote quite a lot for Disenchantment. That show, you can feel he's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with just the voice cast that's in it, you've got Billy West, John DiMaggio, you've got uh, Maurice LaMarche, you've got, um, what the fuck's her name? Tress McNeil. All these actors that were in Futurama you know for a fact he brought them in and he was in the room just going hey guys try it this way or just you know you do you yeah here's the door it's open you fucking run through it and go nuts into the next room oh, it's more to do with the, the, the writing of like the little subtle things you're like yeah now nah, it feels like a graining joke right? that feels like a, a peak Futurama graining joke yeah so yeah I just I'd be very interested to see what's going on with that poor don't think it's going to be good. I don't think anyone's going to be happy about it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be happy. The resolution of this scenario is not going to make people happy. If Apu goes away, people like myself are going to be going, Apu was a cool character. Why'd they get rid of him? Oh, because people didn't. People thought it was offensive. I think we're going to realise it, but we're still going to be a bit downtrodden that, oh, they, we've lost a, a good character from a fairly well-liked show. I might go hunt down the original documentary. The, major, the original thing 
about a poor being offensive voice yeah. and see what that guy'd say. Because I, I get the feeling if I turn around and say, yeah, he's talking at his ass, he's probably going to have a good point. He might have something in there that yeah. I'm just not seeing. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I also get the feeling I might end up watching him interview all of his friends that all agree with him all the time. Yeah, that's what bugs me. Whenever you see someone doing a, a video essay, because when it gets to 45 minutes on one subject, that's a video essay. Yeah. Uh, when you get people doing these essays, it's just thinking, I'm going to go and talk to eight random people and they're all, oh, this is my buddy, this guy from vice.com. He thinks exactly the same way as I do. Tell me your honest thoughts about this subject. There's no proper dichotomy in, in stances. You always get people who are just extremely for it and support your stance. Yeah. I've and been watching uh, Making a Murder and I'm always more, uh, there's, I have the very obvious leaning of certain things during that with the whole pro- have, have you seen season one of that? I have no interest in seeing it. Uh, I've been told that I should, but I just it's it's not my priority. Real short, a guy who has been previously wrongly convicted and released on DNA evidence is now being possibly falsely accused of a murder, and okay. it's part of it is based on the fact that his nephew confessed. However, the nephew is sixteen, clearly has a low IQ. Um, supposedly about 80 I think at 100's average is it? yeah I think 100 and 110's sort of about average 100 should be about average he's 160's like super fucking genius or yeah. something he's down to 80 and he's 16 he's clearly very socially awkward and they have they show several long clips uncut clips of the interview process mm. during season 1 and part of season 2 is his um, his his case going through mm. courts because uh, there's lawyers that think he shouldn't be interviewed. I think we can get that evidence dismissed as being unlawful because it's being it's two police officers interviewing a minor who is not capable of dealing with the situation. Yeah, the guy has already spent eleven years behind bars yeah. at this point, and so it's it's more to do with just getting him out now, again getting him out sooner as soon as possible. And there's it was always interesting to see dissenting opinion of judges in that case. And that's what I think is going to be missing from the Apu thing. Where is the dissenting opinion going to lie? Because there will be people who go way too far in the other direction. I just want to hear the original documentary about the Apu thing. And then I want to see the dissenting opinion of a reasonable person. Yeah. I mean, if it's just all from one side or people saying, no, get rid of Apu, it's going to be shit. People are going to go, nah, right. That's them just pandering to one side. But otherwise, I think they need to do need to do some kind of diligence on both sides and say, right, this is why it's a good idea, this is why it's a bad idea. Let's listen to the, the approval and the and the dissenting side. But let's not listen to the screaming lunatics on either side. Yeah. Because those people are to the reasonable, prudent people. Yeah. I, um, it was a good post. Uh, it was just about the the current like, left versus right mentality in the US right now, yeah. which is obviously a shit ton worse with people delivering mail... Uh, delivering pipe bombs yeah i've seen that to the uh the democrats like several key democrats and uh critic critics of uh trump but there was the idea it was a good post before it kicked off of we're never gonna actually get to see a good we're never gonna get to reason at this rate because we're not having left versus right arguments we're having left arguing the straw man arguments of the right and the right fighting against the straw man arguments of the left Nobody's actually talking to each other. Yeah, they're just fighting for the sake of fighting. They're fighting the worst version of the ideals of the other side. Yeah. That's not a natural discussion. So that was, I just thought it was like, maybe we need to try and apply that a bit more. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it's probably been fairly, very well stated on this show that we're all for talk it out. 
Don't yeah. you, don't There's you just, an answer somewhere. Don't just run in there swinging clubs at each other going, hot, 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 Damn it, now I'm thinking of South Park again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I find myself watching the episode where with Bono in the piece of shit. Oh, it's a 13 Kurik. <laughs> it's a 13 Kurik shit right there. It's a great e- Easy, episode. Bono, you're hurting the beady. Oh, the beady. <laughs> oh, not the beady. How can you act like such a piece of shit but do so much good for people? That's because he is a piece of shit. <laughs> Bono isn't the record holder for the world's largest piece of shit. He is. Bono is the world's biggest piece of shit. <laughs> uh, that was fucking classic, classic stuff. My favorite part of that was uh, <laughs> when Stan's taking his biggest shit. Is that there's literally just the is the Emmy statue rotating in the bottom of the screen, saying <laughs> Emmy nominated show. <laughs> I thought that came up once as a joke. It's just in the episode. It's that is the episode. part of the show. <laughs> Where Stan's screaming at a massive shit. <laughs> it says Emmy nominated show. Oh, a couple episodes ago, I couldn't remember what the um was the episode of South Park. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, I said, well, episode one was the school shootings one. Episode two was actually about the Catholic Church and about priests molesting little boys. Yeah, handled actually pretty well. <laughs> as, I'm guessing as well as you could handle that situation. Uh huh. It was more about criticism of the the structure of the Catholic Church rather than opposed to the local town priest. Yeah. Um, who is the hero in this one for running people over on a zamboni? Surely you'd see that death coming and you know, step to the left. Well, it's high speed because it's a, it's, it's a Zamboni for cum. It's called a cum bony. Cum. <laughs> and you got to get those things to be agile. you got to chase after those priests. Yeah, and <laughs> he runs over three people with the cum bony and it's fucking brutal. <laughs> Is that proper South Park like exploding gore where like somebody gets shot and their head just evaporates and there's blood <laughs> flies everywhere? And then there was the two episodes that we talked about, I think, before that. Yeah, there was two episodes after because I just couldn't remember what episode yeah. two was. And the priest episode was really fucking funny. Because I say, there was a gap. I've missed some episodes and I'm going back and just re-watching random episodes. Yeah. And this new season's on par with the last couple in a, in a good way. Good to hear that South Park is still uh, plugging away. Because yeah. there's, not, there's not many, I realise, there's not many TV shows that are still going from uh, the 90s where... All this shit was kind of when you weren't meant to be watching this shit. I think South Park is the only one that's still going strong because I have no interest in fucking Family Guy anymore. American I Dad. I think it's still running. I think fam- no, Family Guy's still going. They just renewed it for a new season on FX. Jeez. It's coming back soon. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but the main the main uh, arc for the episode that I seen was that Brian is now old. He's trying to chat up to girls in a nightclub queue, and they're just saying, "Oh, does anyone speak old man?" Is that the one with Frank Sinatra? Junior in it? It could be. Because that was a pretty funny episode where it was, uh, uh, he starts hanging out with Frank Sinatra Jr., who has been on the show a couple times. And then they just have, because that was like an old episode. Season seven. It might be. But they show up dressed up as like young people and try to hang out in the clubs and stuff. And I think he, like, I think Frank Sinatra Jr. just like slaps some woman and tells her to get get her, uh, get him a drink. Like, and everyone's like, uh, you can't do that anymore. The one that I seen was, it was just Brian sitting on his own talking to two blonde women and he's got a beanie pair of glasses or something on and headphones around his neck. That If that's hmm. an old episode. It might be, I'm struggling. I think, I think they cancelled that years ago. I, I honestly thought it, it was gone. Be. Could be. I thought episode. I thought season twelve might be in the last one. Because I know American Dad's finished. I don't think they're making a new American Dad's. I think Seth MacFarlane just shut down the whole thing at this point. Yeah. I think he wants to do the other stuff because I know he's doing the Star Trek show. Yeah, the Orville. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's not bad. 
But again, I don't know. I don't know where to watch it. I don't watch Star Trek. It's a weird one of like people. Are, oh, you must love Star Trek. I'm like, no. I mean, I'm a nerd, but no. Right. <laughs> I get that. When when we were younger, sitting in primary school, the cool thing was Star Wars. Yeah. I always thought the opposite to that was if you watched Star Trek, you were too far the other way. You were just no. You you went too deep into the nerddom, into the geekdom. Yeah, that was the the impression. Star I got Trek well. was for the you know the what's the eating glasses wearing brace wearing you know fucking checkered shirt with a bow tie motherfucker that you see in the movies i just i never the people that don't use deodorant yeah oh no that's just if you're at a con just wear yeah. deodorant just take a shower Not in general if it's a two-day con you if know, you're on a train hotel room get a yeah. shower if you're on a train coming back from edinburgh at five o'clock on a friday night and you're in the standing room only please fucking wear deodorant I don't care if you're on some protest against pharmaceutical companies. I don't care if you're a fucking woman. Please, please wear deodorant. I think it needs to be more acceptable to just have a can somewhere in the I somewhere mean, in the bag. Just I know I'm a sweaty dude. I carry deodorant with me now because I know for a fact I'm I'm going to you know want to top that up at some point. Yeah, it's just it's just good practice to have some common decency. Common decency, yeah. Because uh, one of the places that I train at during the week. The showers are broken. I usually like to go for... After I've been running about a field and tackling people, I like to go for a shower. But the showers are broken, and the only nearest one is another rugby club fucking 40-minute walk away. So I thought, yeah. fuck it, I'm just going to take that 40-minute walk to the train station, kick myself up in deodorant so I don't guff out the train. It depends. If it was Lynx Africa, you would have still guffed at the train. It's Lynx Paul. <laughs> oh, that's so much... I actually don't know how that smells. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's galactic fresh. Ooh, <laughs> la-di-da. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those deodorants where it people because people can pick out a lynx smell even if they don't know it they could just if they smell lynx black and they don't know what it's lynx more black to do is. with the texture it leaves in your throat it's not so much the smell yeah the fact go, oh, you can kind of taste it and go ah, oh, that's lynx there it is it's always uh, when people wear too much of it just oh yeah you're either you're going to some kind of disco in primary school because you're you've clearly stole your older brother's tin of lynx <laughs> and just to show you to cake yourself in it I uh I do you remember that do you remember that point in our primary school where they had to have the the overuse of aftershave and deodorant talk with us? I remember no because I was in P a lot and I do remember yeah, just walking into like changing rooms and be like, Oh my god, why is everyone using the same deodorant? No, it was I remember specifically one of our one of our teachers, I think it might have been in primary six or primary seven. This is when we were coming in in the morning. Right. And she she says, Right, I need to have a talk to you. You just need to dial it down on the aftershave and the deodorant because it was around about the time where oh yeah there was a was lot of people were in aftershave in primary six a lot six. of people were in aftershave a lot of people with the spiked up hair I mean you even did it at one yeah. point when you had hair primary six by the way is when you're like 10 yeah just just to give anybody the context because I know the British education system yeah. really like confuses Americans but if you're in primary six you're 10 years old and you're looking at the people in high school and they're doing all this shit you're thinking yeah I'm cool I'm mature I'm going to cake myself up in deodorant I'm going to spike my hair up like fucking dude bro cream's the shit <laughs> See, people, people used to say oh bro cream is the best thing ever I used to look at it and think my granddad used bro cream yeah Kept working after it like sixty. It just got price jacked right yeah, the just, fuck up. It went from being three pound for a massive kilo jar of it to being three pound for the teeniest tiniest a kilo of. jar bro cream. I would kill for that. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd just go around gelling shit. <laughs> I see that my my, uh, my granddad on my mom's side would always say, "Oh, we used to buy bro cream in huge batches. You buy one tub and it would do you for months." And I went, "I know How? people at school that spend <laughs> eight quid on a tiny jar, and it does yeah. them for two weeks." 
that's that's uh, two weeks for that little job is not not yeah. bad going. Um, I was too cool for jail, man. I let my hair down. Yeah, you had the long hair. A lot of people did that thing. I just I couldn't get behind it. Looking back on pictures of me with the long hair, I now question why my family let me do it. <laughs> I don't even thinking back on it, I have no fucking idea why I did it. I never got it because my brothers did it as well, and I just deleted it. I thought, nah, nah, I just nah. No, I'm not up for it. It was the same with the, the emo fringes, when people had the hair that would just sweep down and cover one eye. Yeah. I had that for a while, but then most people thought, oh, right, he's just grown out of that phase. No, I never grew out of the phase. It's just because I was sick and tired of only seeing it in my right eye. Was there not something about like lazy eye was getting a bit more prominent because of that? They were no, worried about were, it? Like, it was straining one eye because that was constantly covered. And then when you move it, the light would hit you and you just kind of strain that one ah, eye. Okay. And then I started wearing glasses and I was sick and fucking tired of hair getting caught in the, le- in the legs of the glasses. So when I take my glasses off, we just rip out here. Oh, so yeah. no. Multiple reasons why I got rid of the emo fringe. It was fucking dumb. Shaved the head dumb. I burned all those fingerless gloves. <laughs> well, why'd you get rid of those? They're perfectly functional now in the age of smartphones. They're actually, I think they're making a comeback. I really, fingerless gloves. Yeah, but now you can get the gloves for the little ET finger on the end that allows you to scroll up and down. Oh, the little tactile. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, that makes sense. Or you could just... You just get one of those little thimble things that your mum used to use for sewing your clothes. <laughs> if you want to go the fucking full hog. I, or you just brace the cold because you're going to have to get used yeah. to it. Because we're now minus temperatures at night. Yeah, I think we the hottest it got two. today was two degrees. Wow. Yeah. That hit, that hit fast. Yeah, it, the cold snap hit quick. Yeah. Because Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I was down in Langham at the borders for a game of rugby and it was six degrees. Shit. And it was proper clear skies really really warm and sunny then the minute we got on the bus and started traveling back up to edinburgh it started to get cold we got back to uh, edinburgh in kerstorfen and it was two degrees i woke up the following day and it was into the minuses that cold sky clear scotland though is or clear clear sky cold scotland is gorgeous yeah no no clouds in the sky just blue nice crisp air feeling especially when you're driving up through that or sorry through that area of scotland it's just nothing but lush greenery, nice settings, people getting caravan raided. <laughs> caravan raided? Right. We, uh, as I've, if on uh, most buses nowadays, there's a thing called a tachometer or a tachyometer, right. which basically records how much mileage you do per day. Right. And I think every hour, I think you're only allowed to drive for a maximum of about an hour and a half before you need to stop and let it reset. So we'd be driving for an hour and a half. We still had about 40 minutes left to go on the journey. So the driver stopped for a bit and there was a row of three caravans <laughs> behind us. So there's people out there stretching their legs, there's people taking a cheeky piss at the <laughs> into the bushes there, and we just hear the whoo, the, pl- the fucking police come hearing down, and these three pretty long caravans, uh, not caravans, they were like uh, uh, mobile homes, so uh, All right. RV, RV recreational yeah. vehicles, uh, they were just there, and all you heard was shit, shit, people frantically running about trying to get things, and then you just, <laughs> one copper, go up and rip the door off one of these things, and they go in and they pull out like bags of DVDs, and there was bags of drugs and stuff getting taken there and we're all just kind of sitting there slack jawed going uh, do we need to do we need to do anything can we just get on the bus and the, one of the police officers came up to us and said were you involved in this and we just went no <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get back on the bus and go play a game of rugby and they went oh cool where are you guys from Edinburgh <laughs> you guys be careful now good luck kids <laughs> and we just kind of all got back on the bus slack, just looking pale as fucking sheets just going the fuck just happened <laughs> we just so, saw a caravan raiding 
multiple people who are not welcomed in this country get ripped out of these caravans and put in the back of a police van. And uh, normally, like most of our interactions, ninety nine percent of your interactions with the police will probably be perfectly fine. Yeah, you forget that there are teams of those guys who are not there to fuck around. Yeah, they're not there to direct traffic. They're yeah, not they're there to, to just smile done. and wave. They're there to go in, grab some shit, get out, and grab people that they find in that yeah. room on the way out. I mean, even the one guy that came over and talked to us, he was perfectly well adjusted. He he knew it was just a job. He came over and said, "Why are you guys here?" Oh, we're we're on our way down to Langham for a game of rugby. Cool. Be on your way. He went, uh, driver's just going to go for a piss. He went, right, cool. We've got this to deal with. If I catch any in 10 minutes, you're getting done for public urination. <laughs> I think at that point, everyone just went, like, got inverted. <laughs> went back into the bus. I, I've stopped peeing now. I'm peeing internally. <laughs> I, I, I promise, officer, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the guy that just raided that van? Yeah, he told me if I didn't hurry up, he was going <laughs> to slap me in jail for public urination. <laughs> I'd be stuck there going, and I can't pee. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck here for 15 minutes. <laughs> it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> it fell off. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> then on the way down, there was just a queue of people waiting for the, the in the bus the bus toilet. The only reason we were pissing outside is because we thought, fuck it, we've got time to wait. We need to wait at least 10 minutes for the tachometer to tick over. Yeah. So we were just pissing on the nice lush Scottish scenery. You mean watering the watering the much what, needed... Watering lush. the ferns, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Helping out Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> One empty bladder at a time. It yeah. counts, technically. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was, was my fun. That's, that's got to be a surprise. Like, you did not see that one coming. You just... No, because it was literally... Mm. The only thing that we seen was, as soon as we stepped outside, we were in the shade, and then there was a little bit of sun stretching out over the hills, and you hear birdsong and stuff, and it was just really nice and peaceful. you think people that were driving up this way on their self, maybe taking a little road trip, if they stopped here... A nice little idyllic scene. There's people in the layby. They're having breakfast on the way to their next caravan site. And then just five all <laughs> banging on doors, ripping doors off fucking hinges. Then contraband getting taken out of the fucking uh, RVs. That reminds me. So you know the uh, the FBI raid beam. It is so, uh, like the a SWAT team coming through the door, and then one guy like bursts through the window on like a rappel. And then another guy like sl- like slams in through a skylight and break like it looks like a really good raid and all of a sudden they start fucking up yeah like the guy coming through the skylight like smashes on the table and falls over yeah and then it like just like people ripping like uh, doors come off and all of a sudden the guy's standing in the hallway like swinging a lamp <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> I've not seen that <laughs> it's fucking great it's it like something straight out of fucking Anchorman it's the uh, I think you see Steve Carell running about <laughs> swinging a lamp above his head <laughs> it's the he wouldn't do that he loves lamp he wouldn't do that loves and it. the I just Favorite. I. Saw Point that, that one. movie is just when you run about with a grenade, just going. Ah! <laughs> Have you seen the second one? Yeah, we well, do that. See, like this, this, this kind of got better and worse. I don't know how I feel about it. Somebody <laughs> says, "Brick, what have you got there? A gun from the future? Where did you get that?" <laughs> it just ignores him and walks away. It's Steve the Crow, uh, <laughs> fucking genius. Recently, rewatched the entirety, all nine seasons of the American Office. Yeah, fucking, I forgot how much I love that show. I've not wipes seen it yet. all over the UK office. Yeah. Are you not a big Ricky Gervais fan, are you? Nope, not at all. Ooh, okay. Um, I think that that probably helps because Ricky Gervais is that show. Yeah. In the same way that I don't think there's anyone... Yeah, Steve Carell's in charge of it, but I think there was so many like big actors and big performances in that one. Yeah. You can't say, oh, it's that Steve Carell show. Yeah. Everyone Steve knows Carell, it for some reason. he does David Brent better than Ricky Gervais. I think he, d- he plays that kind of dickhead manager character a bit better. He's a bit more likable, but yeah, there's so many people that have now went on it fucking huge things after the office yeah 
I can't remember who the John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. He's the latest guy that's like the the big mega hit coming at the office. Yeah. He is. There's a rumor going about that he's joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe as uh, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Put the uh, silver swoosh. He's still got the long hair. Yeah, he's kind of going a little bit grey. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's probably in his forties or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's still relatively unknown. He hasn't done many big things. I think the Quiet Place was the biggest thing that he'd done. Yeah, that's his big stand-up performance. Yeah. I know he's been in other stuff as a side character, but that one's a yeah. a standout in the fact that he could do an action role. Yeah, and there was the was it Jack Ryan or something? There's an uh, Amazon show that he's doing. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that. I got a, a Amazon Prime, and I got tape for that. There was a special black tape, mm-hmm. and it was literally Amazon Prime, and it was Jack Reacher <laughs> or Jack Ryan or whatever it is. It was like it was just like Amazon Prime. Please watch the show. <laughs> please, please watch the show. I think he got offered uh, free on Twitch because Twitch is now owned by Amazon and they yeah. said that you could get free bits if you just watched one episode. Like, please just hit play on an episode of Jack Ryan. We promise you'll love it. <laughs> come on, man. But come on, we'll give you free bits. Come on. You want free, everybody loves free bits, don't they? <laughs> 500 free bits? Come on. You're going to turn that down? I don't think so. I did. <laughs> I did. I don't have time for that. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. Ah, I will yeah, say yeah, John Krasinski might be playing as fantastic in the Fantastic Four. Be, be interesting to see who the who's the supporting cast and that's going to be. I, hmm. But personally, I'm not a big fan of the Fantastic Four to care enough about who they cast. I just want them to do. I know what the character should look like. I want them to honor that, and I want yeah. them to do the story right. And in particular, the biggest point that I'm going to make here is I want them to do fucking Doctor Doom right. Uh-huh. Doctor Doom has had two fucking horrendous interpretations. They need to do him right because if done right, Doctor Doom can be one of the most terrifying villains of all time. Yeah. Think the Joker, but sane, with all the technological powers of someone who's a super genius and has made basically God-level super armor. I know there's points where he has become God. Yeah. He, which is a weird one. He took over the planet twice and gave it up because he got bored. <laughs> he took over the planet once through forceful means. Yeah. He took over the planet the second time through legal means and through his status as the king of Latveria. He basically just forced his way into this thing and then gave it up because there was too much red tape and regulations. That is the level of swagger yet unseen yeah. in comic books. Exactly. Dr. Victor Von Doom just gave up ruling the planet because he got fucking bored. And might as well, yeah. Just if you're if you got to that point where there's nothing else to offer from ruling the world, then yeah, sure, give it the fuck up. Uh, trying to think, yeah, I've got a couple of things, a couple yeah. of things I want to talk about. I have a, a, a here comes a new challenger. Oh, I've got some more fighting game news, yeah. Uh, one of them is Smash Bros, and right. I'm going to leave that till second. But the first one I want to talk about is Soul Calibur 6. What was is that the new one? Yeah, Soul Calibur Six is the new one. It's just out on Xbox One and PS4. A PC port is coming fairly soon, probably within the next three months. Uh, there's probably going to be a Switch port coming soon, again probably within three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul Calibur's always been a favourite fighting game of mine because there's a level of customization and a level of just, just oh wait a minute, combat. this is the um, Soul Calibur. So I've just been seeing the people making like all these famous characters yeah. in it. That's where I've seen it. I was yeah. like, I'm trying to remember which number it is, but yeah, six. Yeah. I've yeah, heard about this one. Yeah, the, the I, I just what I prefer about that over say games like uh, Tekken and other Bandai Namco games. It's just 
it's, I've always preferred sword combat, and Soul Calibur does that perfectly, and the level of customization you can get with each character has always been pretty fucking cool. And it, Soul Calibur, I don't know if they started the trend, but they definitely continued it and almost perfected it with the trend of guest characters. So in Soul Calibur 2... Oh, yeah, they had... Uh, I can't remember who's... One time they had Darth Vader and Yoda, didn't they? Yeah, in Soul Calibur 2, they had a Link on the GameCube, they had Spawn on the Xbox, and they had a Hihachi from Tekken on the PS2. Then in Soul Calibur 3, I think they skipped the whole guest character thing because that was a very quickly made, you know, let's get it the fuck out type game. Yeah, get it out the door. Yeah. Soul Calibur 4 is when you had Yoda on the Xbox, Darth Vader on the PS4, and then they made DLC for... Yoda on the PS4 and Darth Vader on the Xbox. Then just to kind of hurry up. And they also gave you the Star Killer, the Secret Apprentice from the Force Unleashed. Oh, right, yeah. It was a pretty cool character, pretty OP because he'd just jump around the place. Yoda was OP as well because you couldn't fucking hit him. He was about three, pi- <laughs> three pixels tall. Yeah, that one's going to hurt if you're uh, playing the fighting game. Yeah, pretty good character. Uh, and in Soul Calibur 5, the guest character was Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Okay, yeah. Who was shit. <laughs> I mean, you gotta pick a good character. His main weapon wasn't his uh, sword, his long sword. It was his fucking wrist sword. They really, really dropped that ball. Because he could do weird combos where he could go and stab close and then switch to his pistol, which was good, but... You gotta remember Soul Calibur's main gimmick is big-ass swords. If Nightmare gets anywhere close to you, you're gonna get chopped up and fucking thrown away. If Nightmare gets within half a screen of you... Yeah, you're (laughs) fucked. Uh, And then we've got Soul Calibur 6 camera... uh, from what I've seen, the game looks great. The story mode looks great. That's where you create your character and throw them into the ringer. All right. And sort of defeat other creator characters and other named characters and then unfold the story from there. Uh, I've yet to pick it up because I know for a fact if I pick it up now, I'm going to play it and I'm going to forget about a coursework deadline. <laughs> so I'm going to wait till coursework's done and dusted. Then I'm going to go fucking see Halloween. I'm going to go play Soul Calibur 6. I'm going to do all the shit that I've been meaning to do. But in Soul Calibur 6, you've got a uh, Geralt of Rivia mm-hmm. from the Witcher series who I've played a bit of. Uh, just on the global test demo that they did. They, oh, did, yeah. th- they did a sort of beta test network test thing for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Fighting games are really good at that because yeah. they know like the, yeah, they the know server speeds are, are important. Yeah, they know that they need to get the, the network set up just right and they know that people are going to want to play certain characters. Yeah. So it's good for them to go, right, here's your eight characters for this game. It's going to be four people that you really want to play as, a couple characters that are mixed and it's going to be two people that everyone's going to fucking play as. Yeah. But it's a good way of generating, like, crush on the servers to just yeah. say, here is how bad it's going to be. Here is everyone who wants to play this game, so especially if it's open. Yeah. It's not a pre-order beta. Like, you can have a pre-order beta, that's great. But if you just want to have, like, as much chaos as possible to see how the engines will handle it, open beta on uh, a frame. If you game. want to see how many people are interested in your game, open beta is definitely the way to go. But uh, they also announced a new guest character, and one that I am absolutely okay with and I'm kind of surprised they didn't announce this character as the guest character over Geralt uh, are you familiar with a game called Near Automata uh, yes two little cyborg kids yep. run around uh, the, desolate wasteland yeah the female in that game 2B has been yep. announced as the other as the DLC guest character for Soul Calibur 6 and I am very much okay with it uh, she yeah. looks like she's going to play exactly what you think from the game. She's going to use a combination of her sort of smaller close quarter sword and her longer distance sort of Zweihander katana. And she's going to incorporate her little pod thing to shoot, you and shoot beams and stuff. Is she one that's blind? <laughs> or she just wears it's, a veil? She might yeah, not they, be wear a, they wear a veil. They wear blindfolds. It's some weird symbolism thing that Yoko Taro puts into all of his games. There's always some symbolism that 
yeah. to truly see you need to cover your eyes I don't fucking know it's weird <laughs> it's dumb the it's game has 17 endings let's put it that way the game has one ending for each letter of the alphabet fucking Christ you only need to get endings A through F you can get other joke endings like one of the endings that you can get is um, if you go to the space station and activate your self-destruct function just by holding down the two thumbsticks if you hold right. them down for three seconds you just blow up Okay. You get an ending based on that. You perma blow up, yeah. even though you've had a self destruct function all the way through the game. Yeah, you can do that at any point. Huh. But you always get the same ending. Because uh, my brother, who played it, he got five the five main endings before he passed the controller over to me. And I went, uh, it's a self destruct sequence, a self destruct function. How did I do that? And I went, hold L3 and R3. And what happens? You hold it for three seconds, you blow up. And I went, why would you tell me this? I'm not going to play the game now. I'm just going to go to different situations and test the strength of self-destruct. <laughs> and that was about 25 minutes of me playing Near Automata the first time. <laughs> first impression video. Awesome. Blow <laughs> the shit out of myself. But yeah, okay, quite quite impressed that they're going to put 2B in there. I'm surprised that they went with 2B instead of a character, say, Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. But he wasn't Tekken 7. I don't think Final Fantasy 15 all that popular. Yeah, you, you drunk, bro? No, <laughs> people love that game. Really? Yeah, it's got an uh, a re-release, the Final Fantasy Fifteen Royal Edition. All right, and that has got more content and at least another twelve hours worth of content in it. And the game was already pretty fucking lengthy. Right, people love that game, and from what I've heard, it's it's well deserved. A few people that I know that have played it say it's really good, and the Royal Edition expands and you know improves upon the original. But at the same time, it's, you're basically, it's that destiny formula. You've paid £50 for the game itself, then you're paying another £50 for another version of that same game. Yeah. Albeit a Game of the Year edition. Hmm. I, uh, I just, I remember the last one, the one before 15, being absolutely hammered. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. That is one of those, again, another Destiny type game where people hammered it upon release, they made changes, and now people love it. It might have been... Like the last one I was thinking of was the single player one. Oh, Final Fantasy but Thirteen. Maybe hated that fucking game. Thirteen was battered at the yeah, reviews and then in public. People just shafted that thing. They pounded dick in every orifice of that thing. So eighty hours of corridors. I think I remember being one of the phrases. Yeah, the uh, the un- the the unofficial title on the internet was Final Hallway Thirteen. All right. <laughs> People did not like Final Fantasy Thirteen, and then the remakes that the, not the remakes, the sequels that they made. Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, where you play as the main character from Final Fantasy Thirteen's little sister. Right. No one cared for that fucking game. Then it came Final Fantasy Thirteen Three, aka Final Fantasy Thirteen Lightning Returns, and the fact that they made it so a Kingdom Hearts style combat could not save the game. Jesus. And people just thought, no, right, fucking put this away. Give us fifteen or nothing. <laughs> and now that they've got fifteen, I think Square Enix have thought, right, we can double down on fifteen. We need to give them more fifteen till we can announce a sixteen in about five years' time when we're finished with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> And then we'll take 10 years to design it and everyone will be really mad and we yeah. won't know why. And then people will get annoyed because we still haven't announced Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> they still... How long do you think they've got? How long can they just avoid releasing that game? I think they can go six years. Before six pe- years? Six years before people just go, right, Square Enix, stop fucking around <laughs> and give us the goddamn game. Give us at least one part of this game. Give please. us a reason why it's not going to happen because surely you have to have more than 12 developers in this place. Because right now it seems to be... Because I remember hearing that uh, the guy who's making the Final Fantasy VII remake is also the same person that's making the Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> uh, 
Tetsuya Nomura. So I think his team got taken off Final Fantasy VII to finish Kingdom Hearts 3. But this team was also taken off Kingdom Hearts 3 to start Final Fantasy VII. So surely they need to be able to have a look at themselves and think, right, we need to bring in more people. Otherwise, this is never going to get fucking finished. People are going to be dying. And Final Fantasy VII is finally going to be coming out on a console that's five year, five generations out of date. That's nuts. I'm sorry. It's fucking ridiculous. Hire more people, yeah. outsource, do something. Make you seen, you seen what happened when Sega outsourced a game? They got Sonic Mania, which was one of the best Sonic games in the past 15 years. Yeah, just find someone you can find a reasonably fan. trust. Find a fan that's going to take as much love, care and attention towards your property as you, th- as you would. Again, if you, another example, Resident Evil 2. The only reason that got made is because there was a a couple of developers who made a Resident Evil 2 sort of HD skin pack uh-huh. and a lot of people loved it a lot of people downloaded it Capcom decided right I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a pitch you can give us a presentation show us why we should do this game and they poured their life's blood into this presentation luckily they got it and again it's just two fans saying this is what we want to do with Resident Evil 2 it's still going to be the main story from A to Z but we're going to differentiate and fluctuate how you get through these different points yeah I know that Square probably have a bit of a trust issue with people saying, like, this is our big IP. Yeah, this is Final Fantasy VII. We can't afford you to fuck it up. Find a couple producers who will just babysit the studio. Have them go out there and, like, have the studio work in it, make the thing, and it's a a producer who comes in every now and again, just slaps them on the wrist and says, ah, that can't be like that because this thing. (laughs) Just somebody who knows the lore, somebody who knows mechanics or part of the game or the the bigger picture. You just every now and again. Stick to the instructions, stepchild. Yeah. I didn't say do a left stitch and a right stitch. I said right stitch, then left stitch. Bitch, now I get to work. Basically, what you want is some producer that's just going to walk around the desks with a, with either a Nerf gun or a bottle of water, just going, stop it. Hey, <laughs> stop it. Get, get back to work. Who said his hair could look like that? <laughs> uh, you know what cloud looks like. More spikes. <laughs> Everyone needs to have more spikes and belts. This is the law of the land. You're his making your final fantasy gravity. game, kids. His hair is not gravity defying enough. Make it spikier, damn it. Spiky, spiky hair. <laughs> yeah. And that was another uh, rumour for Soul Calibur 6 that um, Sephiroth and Cloud were going to be the guest characters. How have they I, not been guest characters yet? I don't know. They have big swords. That's the yeah. requirement for Soul Calibur. But when you... With characters like Geralt, you could reasonably change his fighting style from the Witcher. You can easily, sorry, you can easily interpret his fighting style from the Witcher into a Soul Calibur moveset. Right. Same with 2B. Her moveset, despite the fact that she does a lot of jumps and twirls and she uses a robot, again, it's easy to com- It's easy to translate. With a character like Cloud, there's a lot of flips and there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of charging, there's a lot of magic. That's very difficult to translate to a game like Soul Calibur. Yeah, true. And same with Sephiroth. His sword would take up three quarters of the screen. <laughs> That's got to be... How has he won so many fights? He can be a master swordsman all you fucking want, but that thing is so unwieldy he must have lost his fair share of fights. I think he should have lost his fair share of fingers at some point. Yeah. I mean, if he's sheathing that, he's taking off a rib. <laughs> <laughs> What's the... I'm trying to remember one of us... Somebody that we knew was trying to build up the, the Buster Sword. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Did that ever get finished? I remember, because this, was this was an art project. And I know the person that you're talking about, this person moved away to Stonehaven. I think so. Yeah, he tried to build it as an art project. And the art teacher that was in charge of approving the project, literally tore up his design. <laughs> literally just went, this is fucking ridiculous. I ask you to do art and you give me this Japanese anime-inspired bullshit. Wow. And then he decided, 
oh, uh, I'm not going to build this, I'm going to build a sword bag. And then all the people around them are just going, no, you want to make a hold all based on that. They went, no, it's a sword bag. <laughs> and the same thing happened. She just tore it up and they went, you can, you can stay here for as long as it takes until you give me a design that's actually decent. <laughs> just none of this weeb shit, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that being told that by an art teacher. Yeah. Actually, if it's the art teacher that I'm, I'm thinking of, that would do that. I actually saw her in the shops the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I just I happened to see her. I was like, hey, it's her. Oh, I wait, rem- I didn't do art. I don't care. Bye. <laughs> I remember you. You were mean to a lot of people. <laughs> you were mean to a lot of my friends. But none of them were me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take art. I can't draw. See you. <laughs> I, I have flippers for hands. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, phrases that I've heard over the past couple of months is a dildo hands <laughs> dildo hands okay it's a it's another thing that's a through i mean most of my phrases that i hear i come across either from comedy or from rugby because you hear some fucking outstanding phrases yeah and and they're in the rugby club uh, a few when i played at falkirk there was a few australians kicking about and uh, one of them randomly said when i was talking to him when it's just they asked a uh, did you have you spoken to that new guy? And he went, ah, he's pretty cool. I've got a lot of time for a new guy. And he went, ah, new guy's fucking brilliant. He would give you his arse and shit through his ribs, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even fucking make sense? But it's a beautiful fucking saying. Aussies will just make shit up. Yeah, they just, it's a brilliant saying. And I have used it multiple times before in front of Australian people and they've just went, I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the other phrase, uh, uh, dildo hands, is when we're doing a passing drill. If you ever drop the ball, Aye. you just see a cacophony of dildo hands. Just that's excellent. <laughs> mother, mother one. Uh, uh, that's an Edinburgh one. The Glasgow one. That's is an a, Edinburgh that's one. That's an Edinburgh one. If you, if you train through in Glasgow, it's oh you've got horns like tits. All right. <laughs> I just I love picking up picking up all these little different phrases. It genuinely makes my it makes training go a bit quicker because if you're laughing <laughs> your ass off, you're not paying attention to the fact that you're cold as fuck in the middle of a field in Edinburgh. <laughs> or cold as fuck in the middle of a field in Glasgow. That and who doesn't like the phrase dildo hands now? Yeah. Hashtag dildo hands. Hashtag dildo hands. Well, hashtag enough. raise the roof. That's the raise the roof with your dildo hands. That's the episode title. I was going to say dildo raise hands. the roof with the dildo hands. Raise the roof with your dildo hands is now the title of the show. You need to incorporate that in some kind of EDM song. Raise the roof with your dildo hands. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I, yeah, I keep finding weird, unlike, weird like copyright free ish uh like edm stuff oh, is that a non-copyright music or something there's a channel on i YouTube. found a couple of them yeah there's a channel on youtube that's just i think it's called ncr or nct non-copyright tracks or something yeah. it's all just here's a whole bunch of shit that you can use in your podcast or here's a whole bunch of shit you can use in your youtube video without copyrights yeah there's still some that want like a little bit of what they just want you to contact them and say i am using it in this video yeah. um but there's a there's a lot of them that just put stuff out there. Yeah, that's really good. Go. <laughs> Greatly appreciated by podcasters and content creators yeah. online. I don't think they get enough of a shout out though. I don't think I think we yeah. should do more. The personally. people that do the, the non copyright music, they are genuinely the heroes of the internet. Yeah, because they give people cool, very very well produced tracks for yeah. nothing, and all they do is say, "Credit me, give me a shout out." <laughs> just tag me. Yeah, yeah, tag me. Put links in the description. <laughs> You had um. You said you had the Soul Calibur stuff. Yeah. Did you not also say it's I did. Smash? I have a, I have a Smash Bros. Smash. It's me. Not Waluigi, so not gives Waluigi. the fuck. Uh, but there was a another leak regarding Super Smash Bros. And this one has been called the Grinch leak. 
mainly because the person oh that, dear the person that took no it's, it's nothing but the person that took the photo of the picture of the completed roster from nintendo france used a phone and in the background you can see a picture of the a movie poster for a grinch Oh, I thought it was going to be that the Grinch was going to come to Smash Bros. And I'm like, oh, no, boy, uh, that's shoehorned. Uh, basically, the, the whole premise of this is that someone has noticed, or someone has picked out from a Snapchat, from a uh, it's either developer or programmer from Bandai Namco, who are co-creating Smash Bros. with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And they have done since Smash Bros. 4 on the Wii U. Uh, this person was in Nintendo France, who have a picture of the completed roster. I'm not 100% if this is true, but the picture, it looks kind of grainy, a bit unfocused, so take it with a pinch of salt. But the completed roster that it shows, it shows all the new characters that was announced, like um, the Simon Belmont, Richter Belmont, um, Dark Samus, Krom, Kinky Roll, it shows all those characters, but it shows five additional characters that people are very, very excited about, excited about if they are true. And those characters are Shadow from Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Uh, Banjo and Kazooie from Banjo Kazooie as one player as one character in uh, uh, Smash Bros. Four they had a character called Duck Hunt Duo which was the duck from Duck Hunt and the dog from Duck Hunt right and there was another character the sort of shooter off screen who would throw in cans and if you pushed B a couple times it would shoot the can and if anyone came in contact with the can they'd take damage or it would explode or something and you've got the mountain climbers as well yeah and you've got the ice climbers so there's a history of kind of paired characters so Banjo, Kazoo- Banjo and Kazooie will be operating as one character uh, the other, uh, sorry, there's six characters. I do apologize, six characters. The uh, there's another character called Chorus Men that's been rumored to drop in. Uh, have you ever heard of a game called Rhythm Paradise? Nope. Don't play rhythm games. Me neither. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not a twelve year old in two thousand six. <laughs> I have no interest in rhythm games. But apparently, the Chorus Men, if this rumor is true, if this leak is true, are set to come to Smash Bros. A fucking huge one. In fact, two massive announcements. If they are true will just shake a lot of people to the core, if this is true. Uh, you've heard of the game Super Mario RPG for the N64? Vaguely, yeah. There's a character in that called Gino, who people have been wanting to come to Smash Bros. for fucking years. Right, I'm not aware of Gino, no. All right. Me neither. Apparently people want <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I thought this was when you're like, no, you won't believe what this guy does. This is when I'm just like, oh, people want this one. Oh, it's cool if people, <laughs> it's cool if he makes it, people are going to be happy, but what the fuck this guy is <laughs> but yeah if the if the leak is true that guy's making it to smash which is fucking huge because people have been baying for this guy to be in the game since smash bros brawl on the wii mm, damn people, so, yeah. and there's another character in there called uh, mac rider who's an old nes character that was just i think uh, masahiro sakurai the guy who makes smash bros is just thinking i'm gonna throw in an obscure title character no one's gonna know about it but people are gonna play him anyway because people buy everything that i make <laughs> People buy everything Nintendo make in general, but yeah. yeah. The last two characters, the one that I'm going to talk about first is a colossal stretch. And I think if this picture is true, to me, it, if this picture is true, it's going to be fucking huge because no one will expect this character to be there. It's a character called Cosmos from a game called Xenosaga. Nope. Drawing a blank. I bought the game. I've never fucking played it. But <laughs> <laughs> again, there's a lot of these characters and I'm like, oh, cool. That, people are going to be so happy that that's in there. But at the same time, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> you're, you're, you're happy for someone. You don't yeah. know why they're happy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, good for them. But to me, this the, from the picture, it doesn't look like Cosmos to me. It looks like Chun-Li. Because the, hmm. the way she's standing, it looks very Chun-Li. 
And because uh, one of Chumley's poses is she kind of cracks the shoulder, like she stretches her shoulder over the other, like she stretches her shoulder, like kind of having the hand hang over the other shoulder. Right. And you can kind of see some kind of head dress thing going on, like she, where she's got the hair buns in there. And the fact that she's standing next to Ken from Street Fighter 2, Ken was the, Ken's another character that's heavily hinted to be announced. All right. As a kind of echo for Ryu. You know what echo fighters are, right? They're just... It's the same thing. Same thing, but slight differences, yeah. And a lot of people are saying, hey, you can't use clone characters, but then they announce echo fighters, and everyone's like, yay, echo fighters. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's totally different, guys, I swear. <laughs> it's, it's not It's not bad. It's, to, it's totally different. It's the fucking same thing, but you're just happy with it because they've out and out told you that there's going to be clone characters. Oh, look at that. They changed one ca- one character move <laughs> and oh, gave him a slightly different <laughs> posture. Totally his, different. His uppercut now has flames on it. It's totally different from Ryu. Yeah, I'm I'm firmly believing that Cosmos, and if the one that's next to Ken, that's heavily hinted to be Cosmos, is probably going to be Chun Li instead, right? Because Smash Bros is fairly light on the females, and people people would be pretty okay if it was Chun Li in there. I'd be okay with it being Chun Li in there. I, I don't think anyone would complain. No, because it, it's another unique move set, another unique character. It boof, it bolsters the females in the game. Yeah, no one's going to get pissed off. And it's a, it's a legendary character as well. Although yeah. we will never find the old person. Hey, I want a Cosmo. Come on, where's Cosmo? Like, no one played Xenosaga. That's why you can't <laughs> find it in this country. And if you do find it, it will be three quid. Because that's all I paid for my copy. <laughs> that's a very cheap game. Yep, no one fucking played it. So why would the character... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you'll find... It. I think you'll be right on the money with uh, Chun-Li there. Yeah, I mean, I personally would prefer Chun-Li. Because... I think gaming as a whole would prefer Chun Li. Yeah. I mean, it's, she's the first lady of fighting. She was the first female fighting game character to ever exist. That's a good title. The first lady of fighting. The first lady of fighting. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. She's like earned it, man. She's been in. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a good character. It's another chance to have a unique moveset. Cosmos, she'd be more guns and swords. And I think in a game like Smash Bros, there's enough sword wielders and magic wielders that you just need. You just need Chun Li to come in there and do some fast lightning leg kicks and maybe throw the odd fireball. Whatever happened to just punching people in the face, Tom? Whatever happened to it? It got boring. <laughs> it got boring. That's why Tekken sucks and Street Fighter's better. Fight me. <laughs> I would, but I don't I give a cha- shit. I wasn't challenging you, because I know you don't give a shit. But I'm challenging the internet, bitch. Someone out there is like, he's wrong. <laughs> I will tell him. I should tell him at Dom, Dom underscore, and we'll get this right one day, at Dom underscore. Dom Anderson, Anderson 25. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> on, on the Twitters. On Twitter, I won't check your message because I'm never on fucking Twitter nowadays. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only kidding. I'm only I'm pulling your piss. I probably will check it because I'm on Twitter quite frequently. Just I to check the I've recent going goings on and I've got into the habit of using that uh, like the search one where it's like, oh, what's the like the, the moments thing is kind of garbage. Yeah, but the search one of like what's actually trending in your area mm. can be pretty useful, except yeah. for when it tells me that there's a royal wedding or some shit. Yeah, or Meghan Markle's having a baby. Oh, they're they're all okay. they're having a good time in uh like Tonga or whatever yeah, you know. Like, oh no, shit! She's a fucking royal family member. It's like, oh look, Prince is it Harry? Harry, yeah, yeah. Prince Harry knocked up his beautiful girl, beautiful <laughs> wife. How long did it take him to do that? It's just, dude, you've seen Meghan Markle. I wouldn't <laughs> even wait till the ceremony, woman, right? <laughs> I wouldn't even wait till the ceremony's over. <laughs> I bought her this up. Please stop making a baby. <laughs> he's he's done well for a ginger. We'll give him that. Yeah. So now that we've uh, probably banned ourselves from getting to the Royal Weddings. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time for the showstopper. Is it? Let's, let's yeah. do this. I'm excited. 
So uh, you and I grew up in the age of internet chat room, right? AI Messenger was my thing. Uh, MSN was my thing. No, that's, that's MSN, sorry. Right. It's the American version of that, and I don't know why I refer to the American version of it when we all used MSN chat rooms. Yes. We um, also call a mobile phone a cell phone, so... Yeah, I get very American sometimes. I don't know why yeah. I do that. Um, but just, I, I guess I've been infected or something. Yes. Contaminated. Got, got that yank. Um, actually, probably most of the yank comes from friends I made during the messenger days. Um, yeah. Friends that have lasted me a lifetime so far. Um, but what is the number one danger in a chat room for a young kid? They are probably perverts. People what? masquerading as other people. What if I told you today's story was almost the opposite of that? <laughs> a pervert was chased by a child. <laughs> Give me your... <laughs> I'm going to shag you this time. <laughs> uh, Pedophile, this motherfucker. Pedophile, this motherfucker. Close second for the episode title, isn't it? <laughs> I think we can get away with calling it Pedophile, this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so in 2004... That's an action movie title. <laughs> Pedophile, this, this motherfucker. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is a CGI baby. <laughs> it's just a white baby with Samuel L. Jackson's face. <laughs> Pedophile, this motherfucker. I, I know it should be. Uh, it should be. You know the. Oh, what was it? See, you got candy one more fucking time. <laughs> what does my nose look like? <laughs> I was thinking about the. Uh, what's it's a it's a it's a cop movie, but it was like a comedy one, and it had The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. As the, oh, the, the other guys, uh, the other guys, the other guys prequel, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Samuel Jackson undercover as a white baby. <laughs> Where's my nose, motherfucker? Ah, <laughs> uh, totally distracted on this one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, uh, in 2004, a Manchester crowd court heard the uh, story of two young teens, Mark, age 17, and John, age 15. Both lads are about a year younger when the story takes place. So, Mark is 16, John is 14. And because of their young age, the names and all this is a pseudonym. Uh, so yeah. because in the UK, well, you can't publish the... Yeah, you need to redact yeah. all sensitive information. So they're in court because Mark stabbed John, despite the fact that they are best friends chatting in a chat room centred around being teenagers in Manchester. Uh, and this yeah. is where it gets interesting, other than just stabbing. Uh, Mark... What the fuck? Fuck off. <sighs> Google Drive. <laughs> Google Document Editor is fantastic. Yeah. I wholeheartedly endorse it. Please don't kill me, Google. Uh, so this is where it gets really interesting for me. This is when the, the laser pops straight out from the Google machine and just fries your corners. Shit. <laughs> you were warned. You were warned, God. It just pops up the red red text. You were warned, fucker. It's just, I heard that calling. Like some kind of HAL 9000. <laughs> Actually, I've got... Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I have that and I have... Uh, the Shining, uh, to watch. I've, I've got yeah, the time off, movie, and I sit down and yeah. Justin Kubrick. Um, so for me, this is where it gets interesting. Mark originally met John when he was pretending to be a sixteen-year-old girl. So he's a fourteen-year-old pretending to be a sixteen-year-old girl. Um, after a few days of chatting, John was introduced as the sixteen-year-old's stepbrother. So he introduces himself. Okay, so he's he's a dude playing another dude dressed as a black man. <laughs> <laughs> he's Samuel Jackson in. That baby thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, so it's Mark. I can't remember the name of the girl that's using this story. I think it's like Sarah or something like that. Yeah. Actually, it might be Sarah. Uh, Mark meets Sarah, who is John, and they chat for a bit. 
and then John is introduced as Sarah's uh, stepbrother. Okay. So the three, I'm using air quotes there, of them keep chatting for a few weeks uh, before the introduction of Stuart, who claimed he was a gay stalker. He kidnaps Sarah and says that if Mark doesn't send him videos of him masturbating, he would kill the girl. Uh, Mark actually does jerk off on video and then send the file to Stuart. Stuart, however, claims that he um, had actually raped Sarah and killed her. Slit her throat from ear to ear okay. and dumped the body where no one would ever find it. So, Stuart... Uh, is he another creation of this? Stuart is also John. Stuart is also John. Right? Stuart okay. is also John. So here we go. He's managed to kill off himself as Sarah. And then, obviously, as Stuart, he disappears. Because he's got what he wants, i.e. the video of him jerking off. Stuart then disappears, leaving John uh, and Mark a bit. To, and Mark, the 14-year-old, helps yeah. John, the 16-year-old, um, get over the loss of the girlfriend. Okay. And keep reiterating who people are and how old they are, just because it gets really interwoven. Like, we're already one layer in. Okay. Uh, one layer of a thousand. <laughs> one layer of what the fuck? <laughs> so, um... John and Mark get through the loss of the girlfriend, and this is where we introduce Janet. Introduced who? Janet. 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 Yes. Okay. I've just lost my place because Google document. <laughs> Don't anger the Google machine, Colin. Janet is a forty-year-old house mother who also works for British Secret Service. Janet convinces Mark that John is one of the most important people on the planet because he has access to a secret vault, which has tons of the world's gold supply. It's actually, this facility is supposed to be a kind of counterweight used in global politics to help kind of keep things stable. So the vault has some political affiliation and that basically Mark is one of the few people who has access to it. Right. Somehow. He's he's a 14-year-old from Manchester. His uncle uncle works at Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) He he works at Xbox. He can buy in your account. Um, So she says that she wants to... Janet wants to hire Mark as a secret agent okay. to help protect John. Okay. Uh, but he'll need to prove himself first. So uh, he's sent out into Manchester to survey John and report back with all his findings when he goes shopping to make sure that nobody gets to him. He obviously reports this back to Janet and Janet approves all his information and verifies it with an outside source. Mm-hmm. At one point, he actually goes to John's school to get him out of class for a fake dentist appointment by posing as an older relative on the idea that there would be a hit placed on John. So Mark goes to his school, gets him out of his class, and they go hide out somewhere for a bit and just hang out and lay low for a little while until the coast is clear. He then gives John a blowjob. What? (laughs) You know, classic spy stuff. (laughs) Wait, so... John is the older dude. Mark is the older Mark guy. Mark is the older dude. And he, who's he giving a gummer to? John. <laughs> the younger boy. <laughs> it should probably now be revealed <laughs> that Janet is also John. <laughs> Do you see why I had to write all this yeah, out? Yeah, <laughs> I can see why you had to type this shit out. Yeah. You gotta make your own sense of it. Sense? I think sense has gone out the fucking window. <laughs> so this is where you start to feel sorry for Mark. <laughs> because somehow John convinced him that giving a blowjob to 
John convinced Mark that giving him a blowjob would somehow solve an issue in national security. <laughs> hey, hey, kid, you don't suck this dick or the world's going to blow up. Mr. President, I have one request for you. If you don't suck my dick, the whole world is going to explode. He proved he was worthy. He sucked my dick. <laughs> which, if, if that line ever gets uttered in your presence, you're allowed to officially stop whatever porno you're shooting and ask for a rewrite on the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, who like, who, who like Crazy Ivan loose with the pens? He's made a dumb right again. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, I, since we're about two layers deep here, I think there's more to it. Ah, uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> So <laughs> that was the that was the comedic punchline for this whole thing. It's fantastic. So it's been noted by everyone who's even looked at the case files for this thing that Mark is not the brightest lad. <laughs> yeah. Somehow able to be convinced that a blowjob will save the nation. Um but I think the idea roughly behind it was that somehow if they managed to discredit John as being gay, it would help out somehow. I the, the, the whole explanation is bollocks. So to cut the short story, Mark's last message from Janet was that he needs to kill John. Because John has a brain tumour, he's going to die. But if they make it look like an accident, or yeah. make it look like an attack, it'll save national security somehow. Again, seriously, the guy fell for the blowjob thing, why would he not fall for stabbing his friend? Yeah. He had to take him in a specific alleyway, whilst not being seen by any cameras that were in the area, um, because Janet's Secret Service contacts knew about the cameras. And he had to stab John. Camera uh, nearby shows that they're all going at the alleyway. 25 minutes for the police to survive. So Mark and John go in. Mark stabs John twice and lays him on the ground. He whispers, I love you, as he lays him down. The fuck? And then he freaks out because he just stabbed his best friend. Okay. Police get there. And they're told that, uh, they're told that the uh, guy who did this is in his 20s. He's wearing a hoodie and a green baseball cap. 10 days of reviewing footage and investigating later, uh, they find that there is nobody who matches that description in the town. So they start to think what actually happened here, and they start to think about the two boys who were in the alleyway alone when one of them was stabbed. This is where a woman by the name of Sally Hogg comes in, and she is uh, an analyst uh, for like criminal intelligence who is asked to go through the 68,000 lines of text that have gone between the two in the six weeks that this has taken place. Jesus. So again, that was a little note of like, wait, this whole thing took six... This is like Game of Thrones level shit, but just crammed into five minutes worth of... She noticed that there was a... uh, She noticed something that makes her suspect that all these characters were John. The characters had all, at one point or another, misspelled maybe... Is M Y B Y E, me my B. They all misspelled it. They all made the same spelling mistake. And if you look at a QWERTY keyboard like I did when I read this, you realize that A and Y are nowhere fucking near each other. I can confirm yeah. this. <laughs> Dom has just confirmed he's one of the few people on the planet with a keyboard on his phone. Yep, I refuse to go full touchscreen. Moving on. <laughs> yep. uh, well, like he... that's the weirdest thing fucking said. <laughs> <laughs> when they go ask him about it, he admitted that uh, that. It had been him all along. Uh, and the case goes through the courts. This is where John sets interesting legal precedent as he is the only person to ever be convicted of using the internet to plot his own murder. He was charged with this for manipulating his friend into convincing him 
to kill him, he was also tried with attempted murder. Both boys got about two and a half years in jail. Okay. And they, <laughs> there was a lot of discussion about, is there precedent for this? No. no. I can imagine there fucking wouldn't be. <laughs> Nowhere in <laughs> British legal history has anyone tried to murder themselves. You can kill yourself. Yeah. But nobody has ever tried to use internet to kill, murder themselves. You know, like nobody's ever went that extra step. Yeah, no one's plotted their own murder using <laughs> Google. <laughs> or using internet chat rooms. Um, so they've been given uh, strict, uh, or they've been given restrictions on internet access. They need to have like a, a guardian there at all times. I think even though they're now all, they have two and a half years. Mm. Um, and this is actually how I kind of verified this story. I went and found the original article. I read it. It's like, no way this all happened. It's fucking bollocks. As you would do. It's a perfect natural reaction. Yeah, it's, it's that was in The Guardian. I then found another article, two, almost three years later, from The Independent, talking about the boys being released. This is not made up. <laughs> this Jesus. is a real thing that happened in British legal history. I mean, surely Mark could have at least carried out his orders properly by, you know, successfully killing John. He stabbed the guy twice. They were actually... It, he was in critical condition for like six months. They're surprised he survived, like as long as he did. Wow, he actually made it, and then survived his prison sentence. Jesus. But I was, I was just reading it over, and it's um. There's a couple of conditions. They obviously did the, the jail time. They need to have restricted access to the internet, and they are never allowed to see each other again. I can see why. <laughs> I said, it's a shame, because I'd actually like to see the point where they try and, like, look back on this and laugh. <laughs> the point where they try and reconcile. Like, hey, Mark, remember that time you tried to stab me twice? Or tried to kill me? Yeah, that's for God. That's for... Yeah, well, remember, you made me do it. Ah, you filled me. Yeah. Ah, you got me. Okay, <laughs> you made me do it. <laughs> but there was a lot of discussion about the fact that this has never been done before. There's no legal precedent for it. They, a lot of people just looked at this case and went... I don't fucking know. <laughs> Surely that just gives the judge carte blanche to go, fuck it. I can, you <laughs> There's know no what? precedent for me. There's no precedent for me to go against. I can just do this on me. But yeah, I'm going to really quickly, there was, as well as this, I found a quick 40 minute documentary on it that was, uh, let's just say subpar. Um, it was like, do you remember the Channel 4 documentaries? Like the really weird ones about people with like really fucked up faces and yeah, like broken yeah. bones and weird shit going on. Prelude to vice type articles. Yeah, it was uh, on that level. The documentary yeah. was Pretty really bad. fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> just the weirdest fucking story I've ever heard. So yeah, yeah, fuck, any, definitely a showstopper. Any thoughts? <laughs> any thoughts? Right, what kind of what kind of level of Machiavellian type of child are we dealing with when he thinks? Right, I'm going to play all these different characters and I'm not going to get caught. I'm going to get this guy to get me a gummer. I'm going to get this guy to suck my dick and I'm going to get him to kill me. Well, the, the, one of the things that came from one of the solicitors in the case was that it was a perfect storm of a... Because of the, well, the age difference well, was one of the key things I kept pointing out there. Was that the kid who was 14 was more savvy and manipulative than the 16-year-old who was way more naive and gullible. Yeah. And it, it goes on and on and on. And it's a lot of people just looking at this case and just shrug. I don't know. What, what, what are we supposed to do here? Charge them both with attempted murder. I mean, I think they both need to learn a lesson out of this. 
John uh, needs to learn that you can't fuck with people that Mark needs to learn some harsh truths. <laughs> and uh, don't just blow people because they say I'm the key to the future. <laughs> I, don't worry. If you give me this blowjob, I'll solve all the global conflicts that, real quick. <laughs> you ever think okay. Donald, that's, that's something that you think Donald Trump would use as a pickup line. Just like, hey, baby, you suck this dick. I'll solve all the war. <laughs> I'll stop it all. Global warming, global hunger. I'll solve it all. You just suck this dick. I think I'll close out on the remarks from uh, John where he said uh, during his two years of he's given therapy throughout the whole course because he tried to kill himself the most convoluted way possible yeah. um, he said looking back on it <laughs> upon reflection <laughs> upon reflection of my youth I may have had all some those halcyon <laughs> days of youth where I made a man kill me but before he did this I made him suck my penis <laughs> I may have had some feelings for Mark. <laughs> you may, you may have had some feelings for Mark. So the okay. f- <laughs> and that's why the Gibberfish podcast. You can tweet us at Gibberfish, and we like to remind you to just have a fucking conversation with people before f- yeah. manipulating them into giving you blowjobs and stabbing you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, how can they reach us if they want to talk about this fucking monumental story? <laughs> Try at Gibberfish on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Lord Mad. You are Dom Anderson 25. And you can co- email us if you'd like to. Gibberfish podcast at gmail gmail.com. Dot com. Okay, and we will see you next time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not the same now. I'm going to have to top that now. Fuck. Yeah, you, you went. Too I should have said that. Yeah.